Howdy, partners, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where tonight my friends and I will be playing Deadlands, the weird Wild West from Savage Worlds. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is called Things from the Dark, a tale of blood, gold, and greed on the rails. It was written by Jason Melichok, and he is our GM. This is episode one. So without any further delay... Let's begin our journey into the darkness. Jason? The year is 1878, October 13th. The American Civil War active. The Union and the Confederate States of America are both at, at a stalemate, and it looks like the war could be over anytime soon. But we need to backtrack here a little. With the, with the great quake of 68, 1868, that is, a devastating earthquake the lakes that have never been seen on the earth cracked California from tip to toe, splintering its coastline into a maze of cavernous water passages, islands, and underground tunnels. It's now called the Great Maze, and at the heart of it is a city founded by Reverend Grimm called Lost Angels. This great quake brought to the surface a new mineral named Ghost Rock. It soon revolutionized not only America, but the entire world. Although ghost rock deposits have been found in small quantities around the United States, the bulk of it, the mother load, was found in and around California. California, uh, sorry. Ghost rock burns five times longer and 10 times hotter than traditional coal, cannot be quenched by water, and the god-awful sound it makes it sounds like screams of the damned when burned. This is how it got its name. The new superfuel has led to the birth of a new scientific frontier for America. All matters of weird inventions have been created. Jetpacks, ghost-powered steam engines, multitudes of weapons, tonics, elixirs, and even drugs. When ghost rock is burned, it has a neon green smoke and a distinct smell. In late 1871, President Grant, trying to get a handle on the territory of California, made a decree that the first rail company to build a transcontinental railroad to the city of Los Angeles would, would be rewarded with the exclusive contract to supply the whole United States with this new superfuel. The Union and the Confederacy engaged in a long drawn out war, lacked the money and manpower to expand out west. Mexico, Ferdinand Maximilian, the Supreme Emperor of Mexico, with the help of the French, now rules Mexico with an iron hand. Maximilian essentially enslaved the peasant class, forcing them to take tasks of farming, mining gold and silver, and searching for the ever-elusive ghost rock deposits. There are rumors that the Mexican forces may push up past the U.S. border to try and take Texas and the surrounding areas. There's an ever-growing Mexican re revolution brewing. Self-proclaimed true Mexicans rise up using guerrilla tactic, tactics to wage war on Maximilian, draining his coffers. Yet, true Mexican loyalists are also suffering. They have petitioned both the Confederate and the Union, but their pleas fall on deaf ears. So they have been taking matters into their own hands and making raids across the border to savage gold, weapons or whatever they can get their hands on to purge Maximilian from their lands. The country of Deseret, formerly Utah. 
Deseret is run in part by Brigham Young, whose cunning leadership declared the Utah Territory neutral in the Civil War. With the arrival of Professor Darius Hellstrom in 1870, everything changed. Professor Hellstrom, a legendary inventor, provided the Mormons with a fleet of steam carriages and a multitude of weapons to bolster their small but now extremely powerful Mormon army. Dr. Darius Hellstrom, as he is now called, formed an industrial city bringing immense wealth and power to Deseret. They welcomed Dr. Hellstrom with open arms, almost as if he's the God himself. Salt Lake City, known by out to outsiders as Gloom City, is the industrial hub of the West for weird science technology. The Sioux Nations were formed in 1871. After a large Confederate force was defeated trying to infiltrate the North, when the Union Army pulled back and reassigned troops to Southern battle lines, Sitting Bull took full advantage. Although unable to have all the natives under one banner, he was able to reinstate the old council, where four wise leaders appointed by the tribes would make decisions on behalf of all the Sioux Nation. Now they follow the old ways. It's a tradition shunning guns, machinery, and technology, or any modern convenience. Some travelers even say when passing through their territory, new science devices fail to function, as well as other technologies. The Coyote Confederation. The Coyote Confederation was formed in 1871. It's a loose grouping of tribes who gathered to breed buffalo. Poachers were common, and so the warriors convened and formed a special unit called the Skin Hunters, named for their ability to hunt down these poachers, even well outside their territory, to their homes, to their cabins, even to the big city, and doing to the poachers what they did to their buffalo, skin them. Most of the Coyote Confederation does not follow the old ways. In fact, they embrace technology when they can get their hands on it. They are extremely proud of their Cheyenne dog soldiers, fiercely armed to the teeth. The Coyote Nation grows restless, for their only allied Confederate States of America are about to surrender to the North. They must make an aggressive action soon to survive. And last in this chilling tale, there's Shang Fan. Chinese warlords and maze pirates can count on one safe haven in this maze, and that's the port of Shangfan, located about 300 miles north of the city of Los Angeles. It run, it's run by the Shanfan Triad, a powerful crime family. Shanfan is host to the Iron Dragon Rail Lines and many martial arts gene masters. Opium dens, green dragon dispensaries, a caustic drug derived from ghost rock, uh, litter their landscape. And that's about all. Not too many people make it out that far west. So that leaves us now with some individual travelers heading west to look for a railhead to get jobs on the rail lines. Quick and easy money if you survive the trip. During this time with President Grant's decree, all of the different rail lines are literally using terroristic acts to blow each other's competition off the map, setting up bombs, blowing out bridges, killing every man, woman, and child on the train. When you have a multi, multi-million dollar contract at hand, money, money will take over morale very easily. 
So let's do a little bookkeeping here. Each character gets three bennies to start. A benny could be used to reroll actions, and we'll learn about more of them as we play. The characters have all been uh, informed how to use them. Each character has been created and had a short mini module off of the uh, off of the stream, and they're headed west looking for some hopefully easy money on the rails. Uh, where we will pick up with uh, Willard Sampson. You're on mute. It's pronounced Sansom. Sansom. Um. So I'm 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 heading on down to I'm heading towards. A railhead that is about six hours horse ride to the west of New Orleans. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm a riding my horse, Jasper. Jasper. All right. Now, Roland. Yes. You had taken off earlier because I believe you have your buckboard, your mule, and a cart semi-filled with stuff. Yeah, I've got a fair bit, fair bit of stuff with me. And I'm likewise heading in that direction as well. All right. And um, Willard, uh, you see some um, cart tracks in front of you. And uh, you peer out into the, actually make a notice check for me. All right. Uh, that is a seven on my dice and a five on my wild. So with a seven, that's one success. The way this game works, there's two individual dice. One is a wild die that every wild card gets, meaning player characters or special bad guys. The average uh, NPC just rolls one die. So when you roll a your wild die and your trait skill roll, if it hits the highest Number number on that dice, it's an exploding die. You get to re-roll it and add it. Normally, uh, you keep rolling every time it explodes. You don't add your two dice together, but when it's an explodes, you can continue to re-roll. Just a little background for the people watching. So you notice, and up in the distance, you see a buckboard, which would be a small uncovered wagon right. with uh, one horse and a mule trailing behind it. And somebody driving it. All right, I'm uh, I'm not going up fast, but I'm gaining. Matt, My horse is are... not pulling a buckboard. So. Right, correct. He's just going on a trot, a uh, trot, a lazily walk. He's, he left a little earlier. Uh, you notice a single rider coming up on your six. Okay. Uh doesn't appear hostile, so I'm quite happy to carry on, carry on rolling. All right. So, Willard, I'll uh, I'll pull up next to him. Uh, howdy, stranger. Uh, hello there. You uh, you heading towards the trailhead? Indeed, yeah, the the railhead, yeah. The railhead. Um, uh, what you looking for work? Yeah, in, in, in a roundabout kind of way, yeah. 
Oh, as am I. Uh, it's uh, kind of going through a dry spell right now. Ah, what, what kind of work are you normally in? Um, this and that. Uh, uh, I don't know what, what I would reveal to you. Uh, <laughs> Both of you make a notice roll as you hear some skittering off to your right. Oh, okay. Um, Six. Seven. You both instinctively turn, and it looks like um, some prayer uh, trail game, maybe running through the bushes real quick. Possibly a big jackrabbit, maybe possum, we're not sure. Hmm. Safety in numbers, I would say. Yeah, I agree. The guys are walking, I assume. Oh, of course, you know. Yeah. Like I point over my shoulder to the uh, the load of stuff behind me. There's there's various things in bags, but you can notice things like a bedroll and so on. So I, I'm generally on the move a fair bit. So uh, having spent a number of nights out here on my own, I can completely agree that, uh, yeah, safe, safety is better when there's more of you. Well, and now that we're getting, uh, I suppose we're getting more into drier land uh, once mm. we've left New Orleans out of the swamps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can't get much wetter unless you jump in the sea. It's true. It's about 10 a.m. in the morning, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Miss Pickett, can you make me a notice? Uh, oh, that's an explosion. So nine total. You are, you stop for a moment, you found a little stream, you're, you're watering your horse, and all around you, you're hearing the bushes start to shake and shimmy, and stuff is kind of darting in and out of it. Hmm. Um... I'm gonna go investigate. I can't. Re I can't resist. I, I feel. I feel drawn to go see what what's skittering around in the bushes. But I'm also paranoid, so I'm bringing my caustic baby. All right. So you go over towards the bushes, mm -hmm. and there, you don't see anything there. Do you have any sort of tracking or survival, actually? Uh, no, I don't. So go ahead and make an unskilled uh, survival check. That would okay. be a D4 minus two, but you're rolling your wild die with your unskilled with okay. die, minus two on each. So you okay. still have a chance to succeed. Got it. Uh, no, that is unsuccessful. All right, you just see some maybe three-inch prints in the ground, in the wet ground, but you don't know what they are. Hmm. Hmm. I'll go back to my horse. If I don't see anything, then. All right. Um. At this time, sorry, I'm sending a message. You uh, you see through the through the tall grass. It's about knee high. You see a uh, buckboard and a rider coming up. I, I do? Yes. Okay. 
Um, I'll just I'll just stand by my horse and cautiously observe since they don't seem to be hostile as of moment and let my horse ghost finish drinking and just kind of gear up again, get ready to go. All right. Is that young um, woman there in the, the shade by chance? She found herself a shady spot. Sensible. Perhaps we should pull up where she is and stop. Hmm. I'm, I'm not in a massive hurry to get where we're going. It's not like the place is going to vanish by the time uh, before we get there. That's true. And it's hot. Why don't we mm -hmm. take a break up here? Hey, I, I don't know how old, how old are you, Esther? Oh, 30s. I was going to say now that the three of you are together, I would like you to, well, role play it out, but introduce your characters, what they look like, their age, tell us a quick description of each of them. I'll go. Um, Esther Pickett, um, scientist. Um, scientist? What's yes, that? Sir. I, I dabble in experimentation. I'm a bit of an inventor, actually. Nice to meet you. Oh, it's very nice to, what on earth? Oh, I, I know it, it takes people off guard a little bit. Um, experimentation gone awry, <laughs> but, um, science comes in handy and now I have a replacement. Well, I, I'm surprised. <laughs> um, scares off people that I don't want bothering me. So it does come in handy often. Um, Esther's in her mid thirties and very um, utilitarian dress, not, not um, very feminine. So pants, blouse, the apron, a, a, an actual glove on the other hand, that's not um, mechanical and uh, yeah, she's, she's got her horse with her, backpack, not much else. Tom, you had a message? Yeah. I sent it to you. Uh, yeah, you got it. It just says Jason, that's why. Just well, up at the top, I, I sent you a message earlier. Oh, I'm sorry. While he's reading, I'll, um, I'll go next to Yes. Okay. Well, um, We'll say I've already met Willard. No, no, I haven't actually introduced myself. Uh, Roland, Roland Castain, uh, originally out from Tucson, so I'm a little further east than I normally uh, normally reside. Uh, I'm a reporter for the Tombstone Epitaph, so I'm a, I am a journalist. Despite what you may have heard about the uh, about the paper, <laughs> he uh, Roland's uh, quite well dressed. Uh, he's what would be considered wearing like a fancy suit. Uh, not so much of a black, but more of a very dark purple uh, waistcoat, shirt and tie. His skin is considerably paler than normal, and he has quite vivid green eyes. Um, so he, there is a something a little unsettling of an aura around him. You say you're uh, you work for what group? Uh, the Tombstone Epitaph, the, the newspaper. I see. So you're always out looking for a story. Indeed. Hmm. Is that what you're heading out west for? A story? Oh, 
I move I move around quite a bit, so I'm kind of a, ro a roaming correspondent. But I'm ah. quite interested in the uh, the railways, as they've uh, kind of called it, the Great Rail War, getting out west. Now there's a lot of money to be made at the rails, so that's that's why I'm heading. I'm actually from north, from up north, but uh, one goes where one has to to get money. Yes, very true. Everybody may know this text. Five. Okay. Four. All right. Um. And... Oh. I got it too, but my my wild dice has exploded three times. Oh, nice! nice. Um, twenty-three. Oh, wow! Uh, on the wild dice, perfect. I now not only do you see what's scampering around the campsite, it looks like maybe a three-foot. Jackrabbit with antlers on it. Does, Does anybody have a cult? Yep. Does anybody have a cult? Yes. Can you roll me on a cult, please? Yeah. And Willard, you hear the distinct sound of hoof, uh, hoof stamps. You know, hoof, hoof not prints. Um, hoofs, uh -huh. You know, a horse running at a nice gallop behind, coming from the back of these things. There's a couple of them. I got you, a would you I, Roland, you know jackalopes are inherently evil and they steal your luck. Oh, hell no. For game purposes, once seeing a jackalope, you are unable to use bennies until you kill the jackalope. And there are rumors that their paws are extremely lucky and in game terms you know if you capture a paw of a jackalope and wear it around your neck you get one additional benny for every session for four sessions Ooh. right um any of you as guys... you say that oh, mm -hmm. oh you can tell tell them what you want to say and then something happens yeah as i say any of you guys heard of a jackalope because those luck stealing bastards are what's around what's around here I hadn't heard of one, but still in luck, not gonna happen. And crashing uh -huh. through the the tall grass and 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 brambles, you see, David. That's it's the a creature. Kill it. <laughs> in, in hot pursuit of them damned critters. <laughs> On the back of a horse, dressed all in black. A man comes out of the into the light. Well, how about the jackalope? What's it doing? Uh, the, there are three jackalope there. What are you guys gonna do? <laughs> All right, I'm so gonna... we're going yeah, take into combat. Yeah. So I'm gonna go as I see you on the screen. So it'll be Tom, Esther, Roland, and the Reverend. Tom, uh, Willard has a five of spades. Remember, if any of diamonds. Diamonds. If any of you have, diamonds. Diamonds. So, <laughs> if you have um, edges that call for another card, let me know. Esther has a three of hearts. Roland, a four of hearts. 
and yes, I shuffled them. <laughs> and the Reverend has a joker. Yes. When a joker is pulled, everyone in the party receives one additional Benny. So, one for you, one for you, one for you, <laughs> and one for you. All right, let's kick this off. Oh, I got to pull a card for them. The Jackal have a four of diamond. So, so they will be going last this round. Well, second to last this round. There was something, Jason, you told me about when I roll initiative. If you choose to spend a Benny, you can get two additional cards, pick the better of the two. So if you I don't think I'm going to waste that on this one. No. Okay. Could we even spend Bennies right now? Ah, you can't, but I wasn't going to say it until you tried to. Right. So David can go or he could choose to hold and interrupt at any time he wishes, or you can go right now. I'm going to try to take the head off one of these damned animals. So I'm sure you're pulling your uh, carbine? Yes, the the Undertaker is what my Lamat 42 is called. Well, you pull it out and take aim at one. Roll your shooting with your wild eye, please. Gah. I got it. My high number was a two. Oh, all right. Oh, wait, you got a plus two with the Joker, so it's a four. Ah, all right. And you need a four to hit for ranged weapons. If you're doing melee weapons, something it's a little bit different. So you do hit. I'm going to need you to roll damage, please. That's 2d8. Six. All right, so their toughness is a two, so that's four, and oh, that's so you hit and it takes damage. You see its guts fly out as it tumbles spinning to the ground, leaving two more there. Uh, next in the initiative order is the five of spades, which would be Willard. Was a diamond. Diamond. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've done that every You time. like the spades, don't you? Um all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out my gun and shoot. All right. Well you're shooting with your wild eye, please. <laughs> a five and a six. So I'm so, gonna the six on the oh, wild side. Explodes, roll it again. Uh and a one. So that would be seven. Seven on the wild. I say normal hit. Uh, you do hit its uh, toughness, so I'm going to need you to roll damage. Uh, damage on this pistol. Okay. Just close, close range? One? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I only did three. All right. So you wing it, and the thing, it, it's still up. And you hear this god-awful screech come out of it. But you did wound it. It's shaking. So now, next, we have the four of hearts for Mr. Roland. Right. Uh, a card appears in my hand, which I throw towards it. Uh, I'll use Bolt. I presume, right. it, I presume it's within range. Correct. So roll your um, spell casting. 
I'm going to spend the extra two power points to do the damage modifier, so it becomes three d six instead, um, and four potentially with a raise. Excellent. Come on. Seven. One Seven. off a raise. <laughs> but still three d six. Roll your damage. One, two, three. Quite pitiful. Uh, seven. That's enough to take it out. Oh, and so let's uh, illuminate this a little. What what do the other players see when said card is thrown? Hey, it's almost like out of nowhere, there's a sh uh, there's a greenish shimmer as he pulls back his hand as if to throw something, but his hand's empty. When he throws his hand out, this single, what looks to be a playing card, just shoots out from his hand and slowly starts to shimmer as it glows green, becoming this rectangle of light that just slices straight through the creature and, in front of you. And the jackalope falls in two neatly severed pieces. Next up, we have the jackalope, the one jackalope left, and it rears back and launches towards Two? Oh, you don't really know. Uh, Brad, you, uh, Mr. Roland. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it exploded one of its dice and it leaps and it's, it's, what's your, um, parry? Four. Four. So it does hit you. What is your toughness? Also four. Also four. You are shaken with no wounds. When, a, when your character is shaken, you can do any free action, speak, but not cast, shoot, or fight until you either roll a spirit roll to unshake or spend a Benny. Oops, you can't spend a Benny right now. Likewise, I can't spend a penny to soak either if I was taking damage, but I can do the uh, the spirit roll at the beginning of the next round as a free action, can't I? Correct. Let me just shuffle these up a little. Because there was a joker pick, whenever a joker is drawn, the entire deck is reshuffled, so you always have a chance to pick a joker. And there are two jokers in the deck, one red, one black. All right, so first card out is for Willard, and that is a Queen of Diamonds. Jason, I didn't get to go. Oh, I'm so sorry. I apologize. It's okay. I played your card. Um, what do you do? <laughs> I'm sorry about that. No, it's fine. It's fine, really. I'll take a shot with the Caustic Cannon. Excellent. So roll your Mad Science, Weird Science yes. skill. I'm uh, sorry about that. It's, it's fine, really. Uh, four. 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 Harry, uh, no. You, it's a success. Oh, no, you, you're using a shooting. So you hit. No, no, no. Uh, bolt. It's bolt. Bolt. So roll your damage. Okay. Oh, geez. Uh, two. All right. It did not get through their toughness. Well, it, yeah. Actually, it did. It is shaken, but no damage is taken. Now we go back to the cards. 
And I got a queen of hearts. You have a queen of hearts. I'll let that say because that was my mistake. Now for Miss Pickett, a joker. Look at this. We're racking up the bit. You, I couldn't plan it any better. Everybody gets a Benny. So you guys are actually stacked up on Bennies here. You all have one, two. Yeah, three, lots of good it does this with the jackalopes running around. Well, you only have one left to kill. So Roland gets three of diamonds. And the preacher, ace of spades. Holly, jack of hearts. Queen of hearts is always your best bet. Desperado. <laughs> Didn't you get the joke already? Oh. Yeah. I, I, it's been a while since I played this, sorry. You know, there'll be a, a couple stumbling blocks, but we'll get it rolling. All right, so the Joker goes first. Okay, well, try to take another shot. <laughs> and you get a plus two to hit and damage. That is a five. Five is a hit. So roll your damage with an additional plus two. Oh, it's actually a seven with the plus two. Yeah, so seven. Um, six total. Six total with the plus two? Yes. All right, so the two, which is four, which is enough to kill it. Describe how your weapon works. So inside of the caustic cannon is um, an acidic fluid. And as Esther takes a shot, you see a bolt of green, kind of glowing green uh, shot come out of the gun, hit the rabbit, and it starts to dissolve on the ground. This thing is writhing and screaming, and finally it falls silent. And the bushes that surround the party all seem to quiet down. What do you guys do? Peace be with you. Peace be with you, brothers and sister. Thank you for your assistance with them infernal beasts. How, how is it that you came by these beasts? I uh, think they picked up my scent some miles back. I've been feeling as if the light of the Lord weren't upon me. Amen. Seems like uh, I'd, I'd heard vague rumors about such things out here, but uh, never seen one with my own eyes. Um, and that uh, that crazy goop gun that you got there, that said something else. What I don't understand is the uh, is you, sir, Mister. That was some unholy-looking green light came out of your hand. You're on mute. Yeah, just realized. Jack Lowe um, got your tongue. <laughs> yeah. Um, at this point, is actually uh, jumping off the cart because uh, searching for a knife in the pack. Behind him and going for those, uh, going for those claws down on the ground. I, I think unholy is a bit of a strong word, but uh, a use a useful little tool. Well, it killed a creature from hell, so it ain't all bad. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna hop off Zeke and go after some paws as well. I figure we got eight good paws, and four of them are all melted. 
Yeah, I won't be going anywhere near that one. Uh, I don't recommend it. I, I, I wouldn't be able to get it off my cool exterior quick enough. So, so I'm assuming you guys are going to go and butcher up the animals? Well, two of them. Yeah, but two paws for everyone here. No so bonuses for those horns, huh? No, but you can uh, make a uh, common knowledge. If I was into taxidermy, I would take one of those heads. Well, I feel one of those sets of horns would look good on this buckboard. You say common knowledge? knowledge yes. Roll. I, I see. All of my knowledge is uncommon. <laughs> Is the wild car is the wild one always the six sided dice? Correct. And it gave me a five. I got a two on my regular dice and a four on my right. dice. So everybody succeeded, I believe. Now you could only carry one of the paws at a time. You can't double up on it. They go for a pretty penny on the open market as well as the head, the skull and the antlers, or just the antlers, more for both attached. So. You think we could salvage that third one? You hit it in the, the middle parts. I don't okay. know. Yeah, bones will still be around. Might not even need to take a knife to it. Just pluck the skull off the, mm -hmm. the slimy ground. You got a buckboard, so we could put it in the back. Yeah, I'm assuming that we're all friends now that we've shared a common enemy. Better than traveling the road alone. Well, safety in numbers. Deja yeah. Yeah. Just a little uh, statement for uh, Roland there. You know how some people would react to um, magic and hucksters in a bigger city. You might mm -hmm. be looking at the end of a, a, a necktie party hanging from a tree in the wrong uh, area. Visions of a few hours ago. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, you know, magic exists, but it's unspoken of, except for the uh, blessed uh, blessings of the Lord that come through the hands of healers. Uh, weird science is not magic. It's just that Fine. weird science. So, it's the infernal harnessing of nature to do your business. All right. So you are all there in a little clearing, tall grass around you. No more little uh, critters roaming around, at least none that you could see. It took about a half hour to, to cut up the creatures and... Uh, however you want to distribute those uh, rabbit's foot, so to speak. I do wonder what uh, this uh, jackalope rabbit meat tastes like. Mm. I was just thinking that myself. We might have a fine lunch in front of us. I mean, these are rather large animals. I'd imagine that that flesh is unclean, given the nature of the beast. Well, now, as I recall from my Bible, if the animal has regular hooves and chews its cud, does anybody know if a jackalope chews its cud? Make an occult roll? I think the Hebrew people eat rabbit. Occult? I don't even, I don't have a cult. Oh, I got a little occult. 
Oh, I got a six and a two. I got nine. I got a seven and a one. You both kind of start to think back and then shake your head like, mm, I'm not going to eat this. It's rumored that the jackalope's tastiest treat is little children. Oh. Yeah, no. You Might know. chew its cud, but that's the cud of little kids. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, unclean, tainted. It's, it'd be like eating human flesh yourself. I know there's no party like a Donner party, but I don't have no truck with it. Well, let's hope that it, I don't think Alrighty. it's cold enough here to freeze us all into the Donner party, but. I'll have some coffee. So it's up to you guys how you're going to continue or. Well, we should all continue together. Don't you agree? Safety in numbers. Yeah. Are we all headed for the, for the rail, the railhead? Oh, that's, that's actually correct. Yes. Oh, you too, preacher, huh? That's, uh, I am. Are you going to preach to these folks? Uh, it is among my duties and privileges, yes, sir. Might I also, ask which well, denomination, which denomination that you belong to? Uh, I ain't ordained by any official organization. I see. Uh, I, Just a I, non-denominational Christian. I, I speak the truth of this here bullet-ridden book, and... Uh, the Undertaker here, and uh, I show you the carbine. It's got a cross incised into its top. That's a nice it's carbine. A big, weird gun. Uh, Esther Pickett, can you roll a weird science for me? Can. Oh, that's an explosion. That's another explosion. <laughs> nice. 14. As soon as he pulls that gun out to show you, you instantly know it's a ghost steel weapon cre created in the fires of the ghost furnace. That's a very good weapon. Impressive uh, weapon you have there, Padre. Yeah, she's a, she's a special one, the Undertaker. But... Uh, I didn't make her myself. I suppose that uh, goop shooter you got there is something you devised yourself. I did. I am, in fact, an inventor. Um, but that's fine steel that you have. Whoever made that gun knew what they were doing. Yes. Uh, I do believe that rock is evil, and yet, uh, with the Lord's help, even infernal machinery can be of use to a higher service. Not a biblical well, passage, all things serve the Lord to their purpose. You guys spent about 45 minutes here, got all the work done. Now it's up to you guys to decide what you're going to do. I, well, I assume since we stopped at midday, we'll also uh, rustle up something to eat. Did we, um, did we each take a paw? I think we, yeah. each, we each get two paws, but we can only wear one for effect. 
totally <laughs> do other we one have to wear money. it around our neck or can we keep it in our pocket? It has to be on your person. It doesn't matter how. Okay. Because I ain't going to wear that filthy thing around my neck. Yeah. I think I might let mine cure for a couple of days yeah. before, uh, before I keep it close to my flesh. Uh, and so after lunch, uh, I suppose the buckboard will set our pace, but I'm uh, not in any fired hurry. How far you figure the rail hit is from here? Guys assume it's a couple hours now. Yeah, still you a couple hours while we're back. If you guys leave now, you'll get there about four o'clock. It's October, sunset would be around, what, six-ish, six-thirty maybe? Yeah. Well, if we're yeah, going there to stay, we should get there in time to get ourselves a bunk or whatever. Mm -hmm. yep. You guys snap the horses into, into motion. You guys start traveling. It's about uh, four, four-ish, and you guys come up to a big crest of a hill with tall grass, and you get to the top, and you all see the scene below you. Ah. Yeah. So you see... There's tents, little makeshift shift shacks, uh, stalls, many, many locomotives, watering stations, turntables. Uh, turntables where they'll put a locomotive or an engine on and it can spin, go back up on a different route of track. Multiple um, workmen, you know, going in the distance. If anybody has a spyglass, you can get a better view on it. Um, and then make notice checks. Four. I got a three and a four, so I got a four. I got a seven. All right. For those who pass, you distinctly notice groups of four to five men on horseback. Looks like they're probably carrying Winchester rifles doing circuits around the outskirts of the camp. You figure they're rail police or local constables right. or all right, what do you which, do? Which uh, rail line is this? This is the Bayou Vermilion, which will go straight from New Orleans straight up to about uh, through Houston, San Antonio, El Paso, Tombstone, Arizona. And uh, they're working on their way farther west. Heading towards the Lost, lost Angels? Lost Correct. Angels. So you guys can mosey on down if you choose. Yeah, if, we, if we're on the main road because we've got a buckboard, then we're probably seen and there's probably traffic. I mean, not car traffic, but Coming from your supplies. direction, no, but once you start getting into the, the town proper, you know, and I say that very loosely, uh, you guys start coming in and... <sighs> Wow, there is a smell, a stench almost coming through. Mm. And not too long after, you know why, and you come across this. Oh, lovely. That's what you're greeted with as you making your way down into this tent city or hell on wheels, as some refer to it. 
it's common practice for the train route train lines to eliminate all the buffalo because they hinder progress. So they pay buffalo skinners to kill them. They take their skins, more than likely leave their bodies to rot in the hot desert sun. Then you got boners that come up behind and they strip off the flesh, sometimes trying to resell it to the Indians, take the bones and they get about $25 per ton and they get shipped back out west and they're used in fertilizer and sure. uh, all Rushed. kinds of uh, different things. So the posse starts to head into this uh, hustle and bustle of uh, activity. There is any number of things going on around there. You look over, there's a, a saloon, big tent with a sign saloon. Right next to that, there's another big tent that says whorehouse. Um, across from there, you have uh, two barrels set up with wooden planks, men drinking, you see people throwing dice, you see a fist fight down, you know, what would be a block away. And you walk in, and the first thing you notice right behind this disgusting, at least in our turn, time, it's a disgusting scene, there is two large community boards, bulletin board type things, wooden, you know, displays mm -hmm. with tons and tons of tacked up messages and, and notif notices. Well, uh, I'm going to look to see if there's anything for where there's probably a flyer for hiring for the uh, the rail. Yeah. So is everybody going over to look at this or yeah, find, find somewhere some to keep the buckboard and horses and the mule tied up? There's so, hitching yeah. posts everywhere. As long as you tie the reins of your horse there, there they don't something really spooks them. So you guys start looking at the uh, at the board and one of the big one is uh, uh, um, Bayou Vermilion Rail hiring armed guards now. Bring your weapon. You'll get paid. Paid good. Yeah. Uh, everybody can make some notice rolls. Uh, Roland, you find something extremely interesting on this board. Uh. Yep. My uh, and I'll tell you after I tell the others. Well, you don't even need a notice because of this. This stands out to you individually. Uh, mm -hmm. But wherever else passed, you happen to notice in and among advertisements and come to this bar or whatever they might say, there are, you'd have to say, at least 75 handwritten um, want, missing persons. Uh, as a lot, and if you look into it with past, you notice it's a lot of Hispanic names, Asian names, um, Irish, you know, foreigners. And a lot of them are written from wives and children looking for my father. He's been gone six months, blah, blah, blah. You know, and they all seem to mimic each other. Now, what Roland sees is a wanted poster for an old friend of yours. And it says, Dakota Slim, wanted for vagrancy, armed robbery, horse theft, unnatural acts, 
and the list goes on. Drunken, disorderly, and it goes it's, it goes on and on and on. And you guys that, are all, I'm sorry. Go. Is that the fellow who whistles? No, 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 no. This is not an old drinking buddy of yours. You guys oh. kind of share a same passion with the Book of Oil, uh, ah. except he's, he uses a gun. Oh, right, he's one of them. And uh, a man's hand reaches past your, your head, pulls the sign off, and goes, that don't look a lick like me. What do you think, Roland? And it's Dakota Slim standing there, and he winks hey. at you. Hey, how you doing? How the hell you been, you old sully bastard? <laughs> at that yeah. as you say that, at that moment, you hear a scream. Like, a, a, it's definitely from a child, and it's loud as hell. And I'm assuming everybody spins around, and yeah. as you turn around, Dakota's gone. You don't see Dakota anymore. What the party does see, the posse does see, is a group of maybe 25 to 35 men and women throwing what could be rocks, rotten fruit. Uh, some of them are brandishing knives in their hand at a group of three elderly Asian women who are between the ages of 80 and 90 and three, three to four prepubescent girls between the ages of eight and 11 years old. And this mob is descending on them. Are we in the same place? Yeah, um, you, you turn around from the board and what you see in front of you, you walk past that boneyard, walk into the, the common area where right. you saw the bars and this and that, and you turn and you see them huddling in front of a Chinese, it's a scientist Chinese laundry written in very broken English. And you hear the crowd is saying, oh, these damn Ching Chong, she's a witch and all these vulgar Asian slurs. And you see one of the, the scream comes from one of the young girls who definitely got hit with a rock and you see blood trickling down her face now. And how many parties are in this mob? About, about 30 at a glance. Way too many if you're thinking about pulling out a gun and shooting. Yeah. Uh, instead I'll pull out the good book and uh, step toward the angry mob. Brothers, sisters. All right, now we're gonna go into what's called a social conflict, where the party can use verbal means to de-escalate a situation. Now, you can pick one person to lead the party in speaking. Everyone else can back that person up. Now, what it is, it's gonna be five rounds of arguing back and forth, and it's a way to resolve uh, an, um, a heated situation before, before or not having to enter combat. Now, you can look through your character sheet and decide what skill you're going to use. If you can convince me that it's a legitimate way to use your skill verbally or however you choose to use it, you can roll. If you get a success, it adds one to the orator. If you get a success with a raise, it adds two. Success with three raises, so forth. So that person who's leading it can have up to four, up to four, a plus four on his role. You're going to need to come up with 
15 successes in total in five rounds to, to talk this mob down. Now, if you get a success with a raise, with a raise, with a raise, each one of those counts as a success for it. The people supporting can only add a plus one up to plus four to the person who's in char charge, so to speak. It looks like the Reverend stepped up, so I believe he's the one that's going to be leading the, the pack. All right. Who wants to support and how? Well, I'm and walking over there towards the same spot with him, but behind mm -hmm. him, I'm a little less interested in getting involved, but I think I might use my knowledge of the occult to basically tell the people, no, 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 that's not what a witch would do. No, that's not what that Make that's a role, occult role. I got a seven and a four. All right, so with a seven, you get a plus one to uh, the reverend's role. Esther, how do you wish to support this? Um, could I, while the reverend and Willard are kind of speaking to the crowd, uh -huh. I speak I speak Mandarin. Could I go kind mm -hmm. of to the women and like speak with them and kind of try to shuffle them away while everyone's watching them? Now. The, the mob is kind of surrounded and they're in front of their tents. You could speak Mandarin to try and calm them down and that will count towards a success. Added, wouldn't that turn the mob on me if I'm also speaking Chinese? It, it could, it could. But this is for the role to, you're okay. all acting as one group for I the see. social conflict. Okay. So roll your Mandarin. Um, That is a four. Four, all right. So plus two so far. Uh, Roland, how would you like to assist? If any of them are throwing up counter-arguments of basically racist bullshit, I'm just going to uh -huh. counter it with uh, with pure logic and common sense. Uh, basically using my persuasion to make a kind of counter-argument to any point they put forward. Roll your persuasion. Minus one because of something I have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I only get a two. You can uh, spend a Benny if you like. I've got a load of them. Yeah, why not? There we go. Okay. Still two. Okay. <laughs> so, Reverend, how are you going to act on this? And you have a plus two to your role. Uh, <clears throat> I assume that performance is the appropriate. Absolutely. I'm going to be an orator and inspire better behavior. Uh, a seven with the plus two. My highest was a five. All right. So you start telling them something about the Bible or... Oh, I like that. Saved my life. Brothers, sisters, this holy book tells you not to cast the first stone. It teaches about witchcraft and warlocks and the infernal. And it teaches that it is not for you to know the difference, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Now, they, their rebuttal, and it went pretty poorly. 
and the one guy who's leading it, he's like, whoa, look, look over there. And you see what it, they took some stones, they grabbed sand, which is ample around here, and they made a little sand garden with little squiggly lines. That's witchcraft. That's a witch's mark, the devil's mark there. And now we're going to go back to the top of the round. And Willard, how would you assist? You guys what, need to rack up some points. What does this thing with the rocks look like? It's a sand garden, a little zen garden. Oh, a little zen garden. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, I'll do the same thing using, uh, using the occult. I will basically say, no, 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 that's not it. There's no uh, seven-pointed stars or, or anything like that. This is just a garden. Roll your... Uh, uh, five and a two. Five and a two. All right, so you got a plus one. Esther? Um, I'm going to assume since I can speak Mandarin, I might be aware of some of the cultural practices, so I would recognize this as a Zen garden. Uh -huh. It might like try to explain that to people, you know, well, this is clearly what this is. This is a Zen what, garden, this is what, what they use it for. What skill are you gonna use? Um, I guess that would be um, persuade, oh, persuade right? That I would probably be persuade. All right. Would Holly also know what the women were saying to one another while this was? If, yeah, they're afraid and they don't understand True. why they're doing That's an explosion. Good. That's another explosion. Nice. 10. 10? So that's two more points added for a total of three. Uh, back to Roland. I'm going to kind of lean on some of the stories that uh, sure you've heard and read in the newspapers that if, it, if this was witchcraft you'd be finding symbols carved into a tree, could have a chicken strung up, blood thrown all over the place this looks more like art than it does witchcraft. Make your roll what skill are you using? Uh, still persuasion again going uh, with You have to use a different moment. skill each time Oh right, okay yeah. uh, Oh I Does think I occult, it? even though it's a mass, it's a much lower dice, but it's yeah, more relevant. Three, three. You want to re-roll? No, I'll keep it for the minute. Uh, did, and, did we make uh, a mistake? Did you say we had to roll, roll a different skill each time? Yeah, you used the cold twice. twice. Right. See, I used persuade the second time. Well, no, that's just roll and use the cold again, and then next round you'll use something different. So right. make, a, make another roll, Roland. Oh, me? Yeah, because uh, you roll different dice. So roll your correct dice. For I'll it. roll my persuasion then again. Yeah. Sorry, folks. We are just learning how this game goes. It's been about two years since I've played this game, unfortunately. <laughs> it's eight years this end. <laughs> no years this end. I've never played this game. <laughs> Yeah, so I get four, four in total. All right, perfect. So you have a plus four, Reverend, to your skill. What are you going to roll this time? Uh, I guess I'll switch oh, over you, to... No, the order can continue to use... Uh, um, Same skill? Yeah, yeah, your uh, performance skill, because that's what you're doing, you're performing. Mm -hmm. that, it's just the back, you know, the assist that needs to be different. And this is used to help you learn how you can use different skills and... Mm. Oh, I got a plus four. Good yeah. thing. That uh, gives me a seven only with the plus you wanna, four. You want to spend a Benny and... Oh, uh, uh, let's roll? do that. 
Yeah, because you guys roll. And now I've got explosion. Good. So I've got an eight. Eight with the plus four? Uh, oh, no, eight. 12 with the plus four. Right. So that's three more points, a total of four points. Alrighty. Uh, they're going to rebut with, but they're Chinese. Okay. So you don't lose any points. He rolled a one. <laughs> That's the quick wittiest thing that he could think of. Um, now the, uh, you see the, the, they're looking a little less uh, terrified, terrorized right now. So we're going to go back up to the top with Willard. All right. I'm going to use academics this time to try now, to. I'll give you a little clue here. If you guys get close to it, you'll still defuse the situation. If you're able to come up with 15 points, I'm going to award everybody with a conviction die for this game. Okay. Don't know what that means. Cool. It's good stuff. It's good. Very good. All right. Um, I'm going to use academics. Now, right. folks, let's use logic. We aren't living in the old, uh, old English times. The old, we're we're beyond this witch thing. Um, I got a a four. All right. You want to spend a Benny? Or oh wait. A... Oh no. I I rolled the wrong dice. Sorry. All right. Reroll. No, I didn't. This is academics. Okay. I rolled the grace. I rolled the correct ones. I'll, I'll spend up any. All right. And when re-rolling with Benny's, you get the better of the two sets of dice. So if you roll less, you still retain your higher score. Unless okay. you roll a critical failure. I exploded. Uh, I, explo uh, I got uh, an eight and a two. Nice. So that's 10, 4, 8. That's a plus 2. All right. And Esther? So we can't use the same skill more no. than once, correct? Right. Okay. Um, you can use any skills as long as you could convince me it's it's going to work. Sure. Uh, wanted to use mad science and talk about something <laughs> if you wanted to yeah well yeah i gotta convince you that it works though yeah um uh hmm. i'm gonna shoot my goop on this woman's head and if it mel melts her head then she's <laughs> not a witch <laughs> no, she didn't have to shoot it, but she could use science. Like well, I have science, yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's turn to science. Which, and witchcraft say, you know, doesn't is, exist. You're ridiculous. Yeah, this you is know? this is absolutely not possible. 1878. Right, damn it, there is no magic. Ten. Perfect. There we go. So that's two more points. Now we go to uh, Roland. I think I'll go back to my uh, well, not. I haven't used it yet, technically. Uh, rely on my knowledge of the occult. Mm -hmm. so saying that, yeah, there are certain signs that you can tell about uh, a witch just by their mere presence. Things like milk curdling, uh, animals running scared. Can you see any of that stuff happening here? No, because they're not a witch. Roll your dice. Six. Aha. And right. four. Ten. Nice. Oh, I, I hope. I hope yeah, they're not yeah. making yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> and my so, uh, my D four explodes as well, actually. So check on that one. 
No, it's not as high as 10. So normally you will cap it at a four, but since we have a six and we're going for a conviction here, I'm going to let it ride. Um, Reverend, work your wonders. Snake eyes. Any time. Uh, all right. <laughs> I believe so that's that, the only really bad way you can roll. Yeah, unfortunately that rolls off and you go Listen here, and you step forward, and you step on a rock, and slip and crack your head on the edge of uh, of like a watering a uh, no a a lie barrel. They they're well they're washwomen, so they have the lie barrels, and you have one fatigue right now. And they go, see, she's a witch, she's a witch, she's a witch, and they all start chanting, witch, witch, witch. Now we are entering the fourth round. You guys only have four points. You got to do some uh, some cajoling here. Unfortunately, the Reverend uh, just proved some witchcraft is afoot. Why would the witches hurt the guy that's trying to defend them? <laughs> yeah, why would the witches hurt the guy that's trying to defend them? Lucas, I don't know. Why would the witches? And that murmurs through the crowd. Now, can that uh, be we'll, smart that I use? Yes, absolutely. Oh, we can use attributes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, uh, oh my God. Six and six. Nice. They both cool. explode. Let's see. Um, six and four. Is a ten. And one. So I got 13 on my regular dice and... 10 on my other So you got three points added there. We're going to move over to Esther. I'll use smarts as well. All yeah, right. this is clearly not. People are idiots. This is clearly nothing to do with magic. A thousand and one ways to die in the West. <laughs> Six. Six. All right. So that's another. So that's four. Roland? Um, I'm going to see if I can uh, banjo using smarts as well by saying. They were all stood over there at that time. None of them even made a move. If you're casting a spell or you're acting like a witch, you've got to, there's got to be motions, components, chanting, evil shit that you hear. Nothing. Yeah, Zeke, she does good laundry too. All right, make a roll. Come on. Well, at least I've got a six on my wild. And a two, eight. Nice. So that's two more points, six. Reverend, you got the six back. All right, one explosion, which turns into a nine. And uh, what's the bonus? Plus six. Okay. Fifteen. I'm back on it. All right, so you got three more, so that's seven. You got one round. And, and we need eight more? We need eight more points. It's worth spending some bennies to get some, a conviction. New friends, nice to meet you. We're going to get lynched. Yeah, because we're the strangers in town. We're witches. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and award a bad luck Benny, which is a good luck Benny, for the Reverend for cracking his head, just because, just because I can. All right, so top of the board again. Hmm. <laughs> I could do a notice wrong go. Look over there. <laughs> Go for it. 
do it you do it and i'll grab the <laughs> grab the ladies right. uh these two uh i got a five all right. Do you want to spend a Benny and try and get some uh, extra points on that, or? Uh, what do I need? Uh, I'll spend a Benny. So you still have three left after that. Roll again. Um, uh, five and a three. Right. I'll spend another Benny. Can I spend another Benny? You can spend as many as you like. All right. Uh, I got a. Six. Uh, so I got uh, eight on my wild. Nice. So that's two points added. Esther. Um, are they are they like thoroughly distracted at this point? You know, there's thirty something people there, but right. You think sure. if maybe you get them into the tent and they're out of sight. Maybe so. They're... Like maybe like a stealth roll. Like kind of try to sneak them over. Well, you want to roll whatever your higher scores are to get as many pluses as you can. Um, kind of, I'm kind of down to my lower end stuff now. Um, common knowledge? I don't. Uh, yeah, common knowledge. You that. think if you get them out of the view, maybe it'll calm them okay. down. What I was pointing at was that really ugly whore on the whorehouse balcony. What oh, is yeah. that? I'll spend That's a minute. Handsome woman. All right. Oh, that is an explosion. Let's see. Come on. Eight. Oh, perfect. So that's two more points. And Roland, can you get a nice score for us here? Oh, oh I'm thinking of using a bit of misdirection as well. So I'm thinking of the, those that aren't falling for Willard's look over there. I'm uh, uh, sure. going to play on this aspect of. Um, yeah, witches again have this kind of feeling, unnatural feeling, this feeling that just surrounds them, that they pervade an aura of wrongness. A bit like those people wanted on that wanted, uh, wanted board. There are probably more witches on that than there are here. And trying to get them to look at the uh, wanted posters. So can I wrangle my gambling on that? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, I'm on tens. Snake eyes. Oh, no. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you go over there and your hold card flies out of your sleeve and your little expander thing pops out. Me, oh, have a look at oh, Don't play cards for him. Oh. Um, so That's a big distraction. Everybody's suddenly like, cheater. <laughs> I don't even I cheat. Know. I just have it as a backup. <laughs> On award. I'm going to give everybody a Benny for that one. So <laughs> add one more to the two critical failures. And uh, I thought this was going to be simple. <laughs> All right. So you got a plus two only to your. Uh, actually, you know what? I made a mistake before. It should have been a minus two. So it would have been a plus four. So that's an eight. And you got two. So you have eight points. Uh, is this the fifth round? Yeah, this was, you said we had one round left. That was this one. One round left, this round. All right, so you have, no, I don't need to upgrade my security. Um, no pressure, just explode lots. Two no. points to add to it. 
All right, that was a bad roll. One Benny, I will spend. Um, Marshall, David, is is faith yeah. an appropriate skill to be using? A hundred percent. I was just gonna say something about because that. that's actually a better die. Roll your faith die, but you feel that feeling you get when you're doing righteous duties, mm. and everybody around the party notices the reverence start to blow. There's this white light coming almost from behind him. Um, make a um, not hey. religious, your uh, faith roll. Beats don't fail me now. That is two explosions nice. on my and six was... and on my ten. And another six, so that's twelve. Twelve. Uh, and another four, so that's sixteen. Sixteen. And you were getting a plus four from a holy presence. So that's Brilliant. twenty. That's five more points. Uh oh. Just one shy, just shy of it. And all of a sudden, thunder and lightning crackle through the sky as the Reverend throws his hands up and this white light envelops him. And the people fall to their knees and start praying to Jesus. Through right. divine intervention, you have passed this. Quite literally, Marshall. <laughs> uh, the people start to scatter. The, the women inside are inside the tent now sequestered. And uh, lot, some of the people walk away. The truly faithful just kneel and start praying to God with their hands raised in the air. What do I, you guys do? I will, I will praise those remaining worshipers. Right. For long enough to, you know, carry the moment through. I think so I might be I'm, with them. I'm going to go ahead and award everybody a Benny for finishing their first uh, successful um, social conflict. And each of you have a conviction dice now, which at, can be used at any time to add an additional D6 to any roll. So you can roll your dice and then choose to add a d6 to that. So we have another d6. Um, it's it's a conviction. So when you choose, you're rolling, you're rolling. You really need something to happen. You say, I want to use my conviction die. You pick up a six-sided and roll it and add it to the total of your what your outcome okay. would be. Now, if you're in combat and you want to use the conviction another turn, you spend a Benny and it'll, it'll allow you to carry it over for as many times as you spend a Benny. But if it's not in combat, it's a one-shot thing. Okay. And it could be carried in between sessions. It doesn't disappear like the Bennies. All right. Now, you guys just saw that happen, and all of a sudden, to your left, you hear the crack of a rifle in the sky, and the, some of the people start to scatter, and a gentleman riding on horseback with four other mounted men with rifles slung over their arms. And he goes, I'm a head of rail security here. 
I saw what happened. I like the way you guys work. Any of y'all looking for work? Yes, sir. You should mention that. Yeah, well, uh, my name is John. We, uh, we're taking on uh, armed guards for the rail. If you so choose to. Excellent. We, uh, and I got a horse mm -hmm. named Jasper right over there. <laughs> it was just my damn it. <laughs> it's the third one this week. <laughs> so he says, You guys can, uh, who everybody, everybody looking for work or just, uh, just you, uh, sir? No, we, uh, we came in together looking uh, to see if the railhead needed hands. Your sign said that you needed guards, but they had to have a gun. I yep. got a gun. I do too. Well, we're, we're hiring. It, leads, it goes from here straight through Houston, San Antonio, El Paso, stops at uh, Tombstone, and it's going to come back. We'll pay you $90 round trip if and you come back and use alive you collect half your money when we leave the other half when you get back here so what Sounds are we just fair. riding that direction or no well you'll be on the train and you're gonna get oh. shifts and guarded they'll, they'll explain it to you when you're on the train but uh you could go see cookie in the morning he serves breakfast at five five fifteen beyond on this and he points to the track be there, there'll be a loaded up train awaiting. Uh, get on, they'll explain the duties as you take off. Yes, sir. It's I've uh, a, yes, I've got a fair bit of stuff with me. Uh, I'm quite happy to pay passage to uh, to get that on board. Who do I need to speak to to arrange? Uh, Lefty Jim, mm -hmm. you'll, you'll notice him, trust me. And with that, you hear a, a scuffle or a fight breaks out, and all five of them take off on their horses towards the fist fight that's brewing over a game of dice. Now that our newly appointed bosses are gone, I just wanted to ask a question to, to you three. Did you Real notice quick, anyone? I, I'm sorry, before he goes, he throws you four like um, wooden engraved like circles, and if uh, and then he runs. If you look at it, it says "One Free Drink" and it has the name of the the Lonesome Dove Saloon. Huh. And then yeah. he took off running. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, did uh, did any of you see a guy? close to me like reach over and grab the wanted poster when we were looking at the poster board yeah did we you can make a uh, retroactive notice check if you get a raise with a success you possibly did because everything happened so quickly i didn't see anybody Ooh, i got a raise a raise is when it explodes a raise no, uh, when you get eight or higher so it's four above the target number okay well i got eight right okay. so i got 12. i got a second eight nice 
and I got a four. So, so I'm going to throw you a Benny for doing a couple explosions. As the game proceeds, these will not come as quickly and as freely, but I want you guys to use them so you learn how they work. Okay, so I got 20 uh, total. So not only did you read the entire wanted poster, but you saw the man reach over, wink at Roland, and then you don't know what happened to him after that, but because of you, you he heard the you. girl, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, you're talking about the fellow that, that came up and touched you on the shoulder. That's the I, guy. I definitely saw him. Dakota Slim is his name. You remember from the poster? Yeah, and I mean, my vantage point wasn't quite clear, but he looked a great deal like the man on the wanted poster. Was the wanted poster torn off and disappeared also? Correct. Uh, there was a wanted poster that, and then the girl screamed, so I didn't see what happened to the guy, but I assumed he disappeared in the crowd. Yeah, no, I just wanted, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just me that saw him, that he was actually there. Is this some sort of criminal that's uh, after you, or? No, no, he's, uh, we've, we've crossed paths a couple of times, but not in an unfriendly way. The wanted poster, how much was it for? $800. Oh shit! Eight hundred bucks is a lot of money. Uh, was it dead or alive? I uh, did not say. I just said wanted. Okay. Yeah. No. We'll keep an that eye out a, for him. That is a fair chunk of money. I mean, he, he's. Hmm. I sent you a message, Matt. Yeah, yeah. He's he's an okay guy, really. It's just that sometimes he can drink a bit too much, and that he's probably just landed himself in the wrong, hmm. in the wrong hole. Well, I, for one, am not a bounty hunter, so. Well, me neither, thank you. Uh, $800 is a lot of money. You remember one of the, the wanted things on there? It said lascivious behavior in, and it said. Uh, um, Unnatural. Unnatural. But there was one that said lascivious. Lucidious. You remember the story, Roland. He was mm -hmm. uh, having a little fun with the uh, sheriff's daughter. Oh, mm -hmm. so you think a lot of this might be trumped up charges? Well, yeah. not really, but <laughs> no, he's he thought with the wrong part of his body and uh, got attached to the wrong person. Well, yeah, I kind of guessed that from the unnatural acts, but mm -hmm. I don't um, understand the civilians. Anyone in law enforcement or in mystical? circles would know unnatural acts also means huckster or magic, um, magic too but oh. they're not gonna put that for the public to see Thought maybe it had something to do with the horse but uh it, sometimes people would go after a bounty and it was for something strange like that and uh. other times it's a hellfire demon inspired uh okay so it's a fine line to read into when you well, see that between between the, uh, all of us here, uh, Mr. Roland, uh, it sounds like you and that fella might have something in common. I would say more parallel, but yeah, not quite. All right. 
Yes, you heard me right, folks. Ice cold beverages. Ice cold out here in the desert. Ice cold. Now that's witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds downright unnatural. How do they Sounds make appealing. ice? It's not cold enough yet for ice. Oh, Sister I, I, Pickett, there's ways to make ice with science, ain't there? Of course. Shall we uh, get something? Reward this, ourselves for our good acts. Is this the I, Dove place? Uh, you guys kind of look where the you hear the caller, and there's a tall gentleman uh, with a uh, sign, and one side says ice, and the other side says cold, and he keeps flipping it back and forth. And he's standing in front of, uh, you know, barrels with uh, some canvas around it, some green smoke coming out of a little uh, tin um, pipe. All right. We've got this chip for a free drink. Is that? That's at the. Uh, oh, the, the dove. dove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't worry well, about it. The first round, the first round's on me anyway. If you want something cold. As you get Good closer. Man you see that, that there's a little hand-painted sign there that says the Lonesome Dove Saloon. Oh, well, there you go. So, uh, this here chit ain't for us to show Cookie in the morning? It's just Cookie's gonna take our word for it that John hired us? Who, who, I, you would assume so. He's not here to answer the question, so that would be amongst Well, I was people. asking. Oh, oh all right, sorry. <laughs> I, I can't read the coin. Huh. Oh. Well, the coin said one free drink at the Lonesome. No, I, I think he's play acting. He I can't, can't read, read the coin. coin. Um, says uh, at the Lonesome Lonesome Tub. Yeah. Okay, at the saloon. That's what it says, sir. Someday somebody's gonna write a book about this place. Ah, step right up, folks. Care for an icy cold. Beverage, one of Pappy's finest. We just got a shipment in. And he holds up in a can and he goes, Pappy's moon mist. So good it'll knock your dick off. But I like my dick very much. I'm rather attached to mine. <laughs> Sister mm, Pickett, I'll take I one. Guess. I don't have one. <laughs> Thank you kindly, sir. Pops the can. You give him the token, or do you pay? I give him the token. 50 cents for warm, 75 cents for cold. I'll give him the token. <laughs> 75 cents, off, hell that's... Sticks it in his pocket. How is it? It's good. How is it? It's good. It's like a... So good after standing outside in that heat. Imagine Mountain Dew and Moonshine mixed together with a light, <laughs> with a light bubble. I've had that before. It's awfully sweet. Yup. Good old Pappy. He sent us a shipment not too long ago. He got his hands and everything, Pappy. I, I do I'll abide ask. by the father. Um, no, <laughs> well, this, this this says, his sign says this on the coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll try some. All right, so another Pappy's moon mist puts it down for you. I'm just going to keep an eye on his crotch while he's drinking. Just <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, my dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Reverend, do you imbibe? Uh, I, 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 I surely do. So uh, it's a fallen world. 
you crack it and drink it and boom, your uh, fatigue that you had suffered from cracking your head, hey. you still got the bruise, but you don't feel all uh, foggy headed. My noggin feels a mite better. Your pappy does fun work. He ain't my pappy, he's everybody's pappy. Your uh, reverend, the drink made you feel refreshed, better? Uh, it did. I'm gonna have another one of those drinks. I'll pay for it. I'm gonna hold on to it. I'm gonna try okay. to reverse engineer whatever it is going on in there. You got it. Going for warm though, huh? Roll it? Yeah, I don't need a cold. Um, I'll, I'll see if I, whoever's quicker, I'll see if I can reach into my wallet first and pull out a $5 bill and hand that over and say, yeah, don't, don't worry about it. I said I'd get around and so I'll get around. All right, it. money bags. All right, so he gives you the appropriate change and he jingles. No, I, I, I kind of oh. wave it off and say, keep oh. it. Hey, thank you. And you, know, you guys having your drinks now? You're there for like 15 minutes. It's actually pretty good. You, you enjoy Pappy's Moon Mist. So good, it'll knock your dick off. And um, you hear the most sad sound. You, you've all heard this sound at some point in your travels. It's the sound of a horse being whipped, but not just whipped, I'm talking brutalized. It's coming from, you know, not, it's like somebody's whipping a horse. Hellfire, there's everything wrong with this place. Well, there's a reason they call it hell. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go out. I, I, yeah. Does it sound nearby or far away? Nope. Sounds like it can't be more than 50 feet away because it's just, you hear the crack of a whip and the whinny and the whine and it's it's disturbing. I'll take the, the warm beer that I ordered unopened, put it in my apron, head out. So yeah. what's going on? To Pappy, I'm I'm following Pickett. So you guys all go up about let's say maybe 35 feet, and you get to like a break where it would be a street, uh, enough for a cart to go down if need be. The yours is tied up over there. Uh, you guys turn the corner and you see the most beautiful horse you've ever seen in your life. Wow. The only That's thing not... is, it's a fine horse. It's got a few uh, bleeding whip scars. You see a guy has the reins and the horse literally pulls him off his feet and back down. The guy has a big knot on his head and he goes, God damn it, you're going to the fucking butcher. And he punches the thing in the face and the horse pulls back. What do you guys do? Um. I'm, I'm going to move. I'm going to run forward and be going, oh, you got a wild horse here, huh? Fuck is it to you, you cocksucker? Oh, it's he, like you need some help. And he punches the horse again. What do you guys do? You're you, you trying to talk to him and he's, you're going to the fucking butcher this time. Uh, I think I, 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 a shot in the air is in order. Uh, shot in the air? Yeah. I, you pull your... Keep this clown's attention. Everybody within maybe a 25-foot radius stops and looks at you guys. 
and the horse uh, whinnies up and pulls him up off his feet and he pulls it down again. How much for that fine horse, you ignorant sod? Sod, sod. She's worth at least 150. And he's cocking his arm again. More than I can say for you. Get off that poor beast, you ignorant pig. And he lets the reins go and turns to look at you. He's a burly man wearing uh, just overalls, no shoes, no shirt. Oh. Well, at least I got his attention. Can you afford that horse, Roland? In a heartbeat. What seems to be the problem with this horse? Why is it so wild? He points to his head, and he's got like almost like you could almost see the the horseshoe imprint in his head. Well, I can see that it hits you, but why? Why is it? Why isn't it? Is not trained? You want the horse or not? Well, I, sir, I at least want you off the horse, and I don't need to see you punch a dumb animal in the head no more. He untangles his thing, and the horse runs up and behind you. I was going to say, in all this, I was going to grab the reins. You grab the reins? All right. So you grab the reins. Oh, I'm going to try to calm it down. Does it calm or is it still crazy? No, it's it's calm as anything. Oh, boy. I'm, boy. I'm reaching into my wallet. And I'm uh, going to start counting it out. All right. Give it here. I'll kind of, as I get close enough to hand it, I'm just going to drop it on the floor in front of him. Let me uh, drop it into a pile of manure. <laughs> you want it, you got it. Believe it or not, as you drop it, his hand goes down and, and right out of the air, swipes it in the air. He aced twice. <laughs> you should be putting skills like that to good use rather than beating a poor defenseless animal. You should be putting to like that. He, this guy has got like a third grade education, but he's fucking big. So. Get out of here. Take that bothered. stupid nair. Uh, I would like uh, Willard and the Reverend to both roll. Um, just both roll a 10 sided for me, please. 10 sided dice? Yeah, whoever gets the highest, let me know. Nine. Five. Five? All right. The horse is yeah. smiling, and it's up to you, and to Willard. And it puts its nose up to you and it rubs your forehead like that. It's okay, baby. It's okay. Um has the guy gone away oh, at this point? He's he's walking away laughing and counting his money. Uh, if I've got or if I can go round the back of the horse. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to deal with the devil because I want to cast Beast Friend because that can allow me to uh, cast a spell that I don't have. Okay. So I can talk to it. All right. I, the only way I can do it is by dealing with the devil at this point. Okay. So we're going to, for everyone around, nothing at all changes. Uh, you have your cards, right? You want to deal with oh, yeah. yourself? I'm going to spend a Benny for my auntie. Okay. Now, to all of you, not a second passes. 
but to Roland, he closes his eyes for just as a blink and he's transported to another world and it's a room that's pitch black and he looks around and he sees a plush velvety chair red blood red and he looks up and there is a strange face staring back at him oh i want strange but also familiar at the same time oh yes <laughs> hello juliet hello papa for good reason. And now, from out of the darkness, these strange, distorted faces are looking on like it's a big, spectacular event they're witnessing. And these crooked, distorted limbs and twisted shadows and just everything your nightmares were ever created out to be times ten. And then, get them, get them, get them, get them. And you deal a set of poker, a hand of poker is dealt between you. Uh, first of all, I make a gambling roll. Correct. Yep. So my D10. I'm going to spend a Benny and re-roll that. You can't cheat when dealing with the devil. Oh yeah. Oh no, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> uh, I am going to spend another Benny because I want a decent roll on this. That's better. All right, so that's an explode on the wild die. Total of seven. All right, so you rolled two. I mean, you spent two bennies or three? Two. Two. Okay, just so I can keep track. All right, so that like two gives plus you... the ante, but that wasn't as necessary. Right, spent. right, right. So that gives you an extra hold card, I believe. With the. Uh, yeah, I get to draw one extra card. Right. Later on down the line, I believe. So now I make a poker hand, and you're going to use PowerPoints granted by there. And how many points were you looking to get? Oh, well, mainly to cast the spell that I that I need. Right, right. That you so don't it's have. only oh, well, PowerPoints. It says special, so spell uh, allows cost to cast it is equal to the sum of their size. So whatever the size of the horse is, I guess. So let's go for, you're going to need five points. Okay, yeah, I've still got now, some. For the viewers, what he's doing is he's making a deal with the devil, which is to get a spell he doesn't have and or to get power points to cast a spell. Now he deals himself a, a hand of cards, poker cards, and he needs to make, a, uh, you have a ace high pair, you know, goes through the whole thing. Each different set of uh, winning cards gives you an, a set amount of power points or access to a spell he doesn't have. Mm -hmm. Right. So you want me to deal off my deck? Yeah, deal deal off yours. Okay. So I draw six cards because I got the success on my gambling. Mm -hmm. First card, ten of clubs. Second card, jack of diamonds. Third card, two of diamonds. Ten of diamonds. Okay. Come on a flush. Yep. Uh, ten of uh, hearts. hearts. And then my last card okay. is Ace of Diamonds. So you got a so, flush? Uh, no, I've only got four diamonds. Oh, I thought you got, uh, you got two no. tens and two I, aces? No. But no, I've got three of a kind. I've got ten, ten, ten. And That's then after perfect. that, Ace Jack. So she looks at your cards. She looks up and goes, You, you won, won this time, Papa. And then you're instantly back in front of the horse. 
the spell goes off and you have one power point remaining that you can use in your temporary total. It doesn't stay up, but you have one extra point in your point pool for now. Okay. Cast the spell. And what did you want to talk to the horse about? Yeah. So, well, well, it's boy or girl. Mare, it's a girl. Uh, it's a female, yeah. Oh, whoa there, girl. What's what's the matter? What what's that poor that poor man been doing to you? He he beats me. He doesn't under, appreciate my intelligence, and I wasn't meant for him. I was meant to find you guys, especially. And she looks over at Willard. Oh. Well, the good news is that we've uh, we've dropped some money for the uh, the guy. You won't be seeing him again. Oh, I saw. $150 US. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not much, now, but... You've spoken with animals, and they've spoken in feelings in one word. This this creature is talking to you in full, coherent sentences in your mind. What's... You're, you're a very special creature. What's, what's your name? Um, whatever, Mr... What's his name? Willard. Oh, whatever Willard chooses to call me. Okay, I'll... I will protect all of you, especially now, the Reverend. While that's going on, are we at all aware of anything? He just... Um... Or is it within seconds that that's happened? And... Oh, it's within seconds. And the, the conversation is taking as long as it takes for us to hear, but that deal with the devil is literally in a blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. As fast as he can blink and open, he's back from that world. So, grounds. if if I see Roland talking to it, and he's asking it what its name is, I'm like, how? Why are you asking it what its name is? Well, it's your choice. She came here for you. Well, you paid for the horse, though. She came here for I look into her eyes and just say chestnut. And she she neighs. <laughs> yeah, I think she's happy with that. Hello, chestnut. But now I've got two horses. <laughs> she, she shakes her head. <laughs> she tells you he'll she says to Roland, "No, she only he only has one horse." <laughs> uh, she she would say otherwise. I think she's a a one horse deal. Uh, but if you want, I can trade because, uh, as you said, I'm the one that's put up the money. I will quite happily take your horse and give you chestnut. A deal. And she does a trap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I now, think she's. There's a few things that you should know about Jasper. Sometimes he has a mind of his own, but uh, I'm sure you'll be able to control him. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully. I tend to give him a lot of love. Hello, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's a right pretty horse to come with such a brute of a man. I mean, look at the color on her. I mean, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, okay. what next? Uh, 
find a place to sleep tonight, yeah? Yeah, maybe uh, check the saloon or the see if they've got rooms. I suppose There's so. Usually rooms above the saloon, maybe. Mm -hmm. Make a uh, smarts check. Tom, uh, just Willard for saying they got rooms above. Uh, got a five. Come to think about it, you've the little, the few wooden structures you've seen were small, except for a uh, rail office. Everything else seems to be large tents. Not mm. one person tents, like kind of like big. So it's uh, really just a makeshift saloon. The there would be camps that would follow the railroad because they'll set up camp here, do all the repairs for trains on this area. Then they'll move and trains coming off different rail lines would converge right. in this area. So everything needs to be mobile. So uh, what office. I'll do then is I'll walk over to the nearest person who's living here. Whoever that is. is it? Pardon me, sir. Uh, uh, would you mind answering a question for me? Yeah, howdy. Howdy. Um, we just got into town and we're looking just to spend the night somewhere. Who do we look for? Who do we talk to for something like that? Oh, well, you got a couple of tents to choose from. Don't go over to that side. They got bed bugs over there. Well, Eesh. we all got bed bugs, but they got the less of the bed bugs, more of the bed bugs. You want to go over to Miss Karen's. And that's over by the whorehouse? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, and he looks at uh, Esther and he kind of well, there's whorehouses everywhere here. So. Well, right, I'm sure. Yeah, that's to all due respect to the ladies. But um, yeah, just head on over there and uh, she'll put you up for the night. You working on the rail? Oh, uh, yes, we are. We're going to be uh, guards. Oh, fancy. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, don't get blowed up or nothing. Thank you kindly. Um, uh, late, uh, ma'am, gentlemen. Uh, apparently, we're going to go see Miss. I'm sorry, forgot the name. Uh, so did I. <laughs> uh, okay, Miss Karen. Miss Hamisham uh, is going to uh, put us up if we go see her. So let's go on over there. You go over there. She wants uh, fifty cents for the night. There's a straw, uh, stuffed straw blanket on the floor. Sleep, don't sleep. Do what you want. All right. Well, we'll be um, leaving early in the morning, so. All right. I presume there's place to look after the horses, the wagon and such. Oh, so you're going to go back, get that, work out a deal with uh, the guy. They, he says he'll get everything loaded up, and he checks with the, the boss. He says, yeah, they're working, you know, through runners. And he confirms that you are, in fact, working. He gives you a discount. He says, well, how far are you going? You guys negotiate a deal. And you leave him with everything. He gives you a, a hard uh, metal chit. It has some numbers on it. So just when you want to requisition it back off, you give the baggage handler this, and they'll, they'll pull it off for you. So our horses are going on the train, too? Yeah. All right. Just not yeah, where might... the people are going. Oh. Correct. There. So now, if you guys go over and look at the train, you ask around, you see which train's leaving in the morning. And there is nine passenger cars, five cargo cars, 
and then there is a caboose off on a turntable and there's an empty spot basically um through talking one of you convinced you know to get a little, a little persuasion here and there uh they say well the reason that the trains like this set up is we got the guy looks around and goes i think it's a gold car coming in that's why they're hiring all the extra uh, uh mm. guards so it's gonna come in here and it'll be next to the caboose and then um, it'll be brought in right before the train leaves that's how we do things so no bandits or anybody gets there you know but since you guys are security it's, it's okay to tell you all right seems to so, me like they should do that without telling anybody <laughs> you get what you pay for so unless there's anything you guys want to do specifically tonight we can fast forward to the morning I'm, inter I'm interested to see what the gambling scene's like at the saloon. All right. It would be set up in tents. There's poker and, and um, dice games going on mm -hmm. and drinking. Lots and lots of drinking. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'll say if there's a poker game, I'll see if I can get a seat. Yeah. Uh, there's always a seat for somebody who has money. Um, I... Uh, we'll go into stealth mode and okay. see if I can see any odd behaviors going on in town tonight because there are missing people. All right. Esther? I'm going to go sell off those jackalope bits. All Aside right. from the foot, I'll keep one foot, sell the other foot, and whatever else we scrapped. And Reverend? going to address the strange creature that appeared oh. <laughs> the tentacle <laughs> uh i i figure i don't uh, sleep as good with too many folks around so i'm gonna take ezekiel my my white pony and find a place to set up my bedroll and uh Drink my nightly quart and uh, commune with the higher power. So we'll take care of everybody else, but while you're out there, Jebediah, why don't you go ahead and make me a, uh, a faith roll with a plus two? That is a seven. All right. So unless you're doing anything else, your night goes by uneventful. You feel good with the night air and everything that comes with the night air. Uh, the uh, how how exceptional was the afternoon's uh, anointing? That only happened to you the first time you found your powers. Mm. So maybe the powers that be wanted those that family safe or mm -hmm. right yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say me some of my personal arcane prayers on that and and turn in 5 a.m is early yeah let's go ahead and take a five minute break for bio break and uh we'll resume back in a moment slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go 
We're burning daylight. You wanted to do some gambling. Indeed. So for time purposes, let's just do, what are you going to stake first of all? Oh, I'm going to see if they're happy with $10. For, for the whole play session or per hand? Well, the, um, the gambling rules in the Savage Worlds book say I have to declare at least right, uh, like right, a right. ante. So then that's my increments of whether between high and low is $10 right. per increment. And that represents right. an hour of gambling. So how how many? Well, you want to see how you do, I assume, before I'll, you. I'll go for an hour at a time. See what happens. All right. Probably just an so hour. Roll your uh, gambling. Are you cheating? Oh no, no, I can't. Really? I've, 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 yeah, I mean, I've I've got at least uh, a degree of integrity here. I say I hardly ever cheat. It's only if against someone that I really need to. <laughs> uh, I will spend a Benny. All right. And get exactly the same. That's a. Yeah. I'm not going to spend one. Of, I've only got two left. Two left, yeah. Uh, my high is three, so I'm probably giving money away at this point. Um, let me roll for them. Yeah. All right. So you're down seven dollars right now. Did you want to go for another hour? What was their highest? I rolled Okay, nine, so that's so, three, so that's 60 on down. Oh, that's right. I don't usually do the, you know, I. so $60 down, shit. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go, I was thinking hand. Uh, do you want to uh, go for another hour? Okay, uh, let me just see how much I've got left. I mean, this is just out of my starting cash, so. Right, right. Yeah, I can afford one more. All right. That's more like it. Eight. Nice. Uh, they just got a four. All right, so I'm up 40. So you're down 20, right? Yeah, not much, not too bad. Now that was about eight or nine, 10, 11. You got five hours total before you need to get up. Yep, sleep time. All right. So you go off. You know what? You had fun because you enjoyed gambling regardless, and you really didn't you know, lose the farm. Um, <laughs> well, I still haven't got out of my starting cash reserves yet, so I'm good. Oh, good. Esther, you wanted to? Sell the jackalope stuff. Oh, OK. So let's make uh, your persuasion. I do. Go ahead and make me a persuasion roll. I'll spend a Benny. Oh, you got a lot. <laughs> I do. Um, that is a four. Okay. He wanted, uh, he was trying to give you 10, you wanted 25, you settled on 20. Okay. All right. And you still have your, did you sell the other? I sold one of them and cause we each took two and okay. i don't know how we divided the skulls because there's only three so i'll just say i won't sell that and maybe right. we just sell them as a group and split that money so and willard you're on mute you're on mute you're on mute 
I am uh, looking around the camp for anything suspicious or unusual going on. You see tons of unusual, suspicious mm. stuff, but nothing like, oh, a bandit attack at dawn or something like that. Nothing but involved with what I experienced in New Orleans? Not at all. Not even close. Lots of dirty, sweaty men who are getting their aggressions out by drinking, whoring, and gambling. Do I do I run across any railroad man? Somebody higher oh, up. Oh, there's. Ah, uh, make a. Make a smart roll. See if you're looking in the right places. All right. I forget there's no luck. <laughs> uh, that failed, but I'm going to spend a penny. All right. Uh, ooh. I got an eight. And I got another eight. How do I keep doing right. this? And I got a third eight. Really? You get that penny back, sir. And I got a seven. Wow. So eight, 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 and seven. You, I gave you your Benny back. Yes, I got it. Spectacular role. Who would you like to have found? Well, because you're running the game, I have spilled the beans. So obviously I don't want to accidentally run into, I, I would, but I don't want to accidentally run into the guy that knows all of the, what's going on and then have him spill the beans or the game's over. Oh, I got you. But I do want to find somebody who knows if there's something up with the train, you know, some, like somebody sabotaging it or something like that. You're not gonna. You're not using the card yet, right? Or you are. I'm. I'll use spill the beans if it's a, a somebody who I think might have some. Because I can't use it next game, right? I get a new card. Right, right, right. Um. All right. So I've you, gotten somebody really drunk. You use that card, and you're talking with the lieutenant of the man who you all met in the beginning that uh -huh. offered you the job. Right. And you happen to find him at, at one of the saloons and you went over and you brought him a drink and you guys start getting into your cups or at least he thinks you're you're getting into your cups right. too. I don't know. No, not and really. he tells you I don't know why. I, I like you. You're you you're and he pats you on the back. You you're just a hell of a guy. Um this is gonna be dangerous. Because fucking Mexicans, man, they they they've been raiding trains, and you know we got a special car on this train. It's it's gonna be packed with I I don't know for fucking Mexicans, man. But yeah, um, the 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 special car, it's got gold steel locks on it. So I, I'm betting you it's going to be a shit ton of gold on this train. And and we got to watch out for them because I think, and then he starts to go like this. So do you ask him anything else, sir? Um, It'll still count with the card, but he's just starting to. I, I will ask him if, if 
if there's anything weird involved. Um, we saw some jackalopes. Are there any weird? Oh, always. Mexicans been using out. anything? Nah, they're too stupid. Now, this is character, not mine. This is, yeah, this is all character stuff, guys. This is all this is, character. This is not real. Um, <laughs> weird stuff. You know them, them, them chinks that work at the, at the laundry, them witches. I swear that I know they are. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, man, you gotta watch out for the Mexicans, man. They're getting desperate. Maximilian's got them by the throat. They're, just, they're desperate, I'm telling you. And he's kind of almost his forehead to the bar a couple right. of times. All right. I'll let him go for the evening. Witches. I'm telling you, they're... What makes you think head, they're witches? And his head hits the ah, thing. damn it. Dunk. All right. And then I'll, I'll head in and go to bed. All right. And that's everybody covered for the night, correct? All right. So you guys hear a triangle and uh, good old Maggie comes around kicking everybody in the feet. Rise and shine, you dirty bastard. It's time to earn your coin. I'm, uh, I'm actually already up and dressed. I resemble that remark. Um, yeah, we'll head over to Cookie, get some breakfast. Fat back and beans and coffee black. Uh, Reverend, did you make it back into town? Uh, that's the nice thing about sleeping on a bedroll on hard packed dirt. You don't oversleep. Uh, Willard, you come out of the tent and staring straight into your eyes is uh, Chestnut. Oh, Chestnut. Chestnut was packed away last night on the train. Um, you were supposed to be packed away on the train. Yeah. Um, um, you need to go on the train so that they can uh, they can bring you. We are going north. Are we going north on the train? West. Go we're west going west on that. the train. I'm going to be guarding the train, and you need to be on there so that when I need you, I can get you off. He looks over your shoulder into the tent. The spot's Roland's in there, right? Yeah. And is Esther staying with them too? We've got the coat yeah, there. sure. I feel I feel safe with you guys. Rather be that rather than sleep alone. Yeah. She looks over and sees the Reverend coming in, and she looks back at you and she takes off trotting away. Okay. Well, probably never That's see that peculiar. poor horse. Um, oh, towards the train. All right. Well, I'm going to go with her because I'm going to have to go. Uh, put her on. Uh, why didn't you guys miss her? Put her on the train. We can look at. We. We. She was on. Yeah. She's a smart did, horse. She's a smart yeah, horse. But it's full gates. You can't. Locked on the outside. Come here. And the horse kind of like. The guy's slightly, you notice he was not rough. Let me, let me, let me put her on there. Come on. And I, so while they're having breakfast, I'm, you I go, join you put them her right. in and notice it's, it's slotted. There's no way her head or nose or anything could have gotten through to unlock sure. the gate. You, you're, well, you're then they must have just missed, 
They must have just they missed her have. somehow. Yeah, they, they had to. Have. There's no way she could have gotten out. You put her in, and she she goes and starts chewing on some hay or whatever. So you goes. stay here, baby, and then yeah. uh, then I'll I'll go back and I'll. How want some breakfast. So. so you guys go and you get your your pork and beans essentially, and uh, you see the the the. The main guy is there. He's like, I'm staying here because my, you know, his job's here. You guys get on. You'll have uh, introductions on the train. You'll be paid on the train. All right. Don't get killed. Thank you very much, Lieutenant. Off. We'll take care of them Mexicans. Trust me, it's the last thing I'm going to do if I get killed. Your faith in us is uh, very heartening, Lieutenant John. Must left the meeting. <laughs> I I'm setting up a couple pictures here, so you guys all get onto the train. There are first class cars, there are regular passenger cars, and there are baggage cars. And now, as you're getting on, you see what looks like a steel cargo car being connected in between where they had the caboose off. And they're setting that up and you feel like you guys will be on the road fairly soon after that. Okay. How long is the trip going to take? Uh, six weeks total there and back. Holy crap. That long to, for the train to go? Yep. Remember they only travel at like 30 miles an hour. They're pretty slow. All right. Stops um, in several cities along the way. And it makes water stops every so often. So if there's somebody in charge, do they put us in shifts? Right. So I'm going to get to that. So what happens is you guys get on to what is essentially a half-loaded cargo car, and there's about 10 people there, including yourselves. All right. one, one man who introduces himself as Miguel Sanchez, Miguel Jorge Sanchez. He said, I'll be your intermediary between the uh, conductor. You'll report to me and me only. We are the only armed guards for this train trip. We will be picking up some in the other cities as we go. You report to me, I will divvy out the schedules now follow me and I'm going to give you a tour of the train and you guys start walking single file I'm not sharing anymore am I no okay. you're fine um, you start walking single file up through the normal car there is three of them all essentially the same are there passengers on this train? Yes, there are. And as you see, they're sitting there patiently waiting for the train to pull out. Then you have first class. And then you have the cocktail car. All right. Well, well you for millions of swanky looking train. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, as you know, the trains are in different classes. This is an upper class train. This will be picking up prime customers and making cargo pickups and drop offs. 
no, and this is when nobody's around after you've walked the train twice back in the cargo. It's kind of like a headquarters for you guys. You can hang your weapons up. There's spots to sleep on the floor, some chairs, um, a barrel of water. Uh, there's a couple bottles of whiskey, but he says only off duty. You have any questions, you come to me. We'll split you guys up in shifts. We'll do four nightmen, four daymen, and two alternating. You guys work in pairs, walk up and down the train. Be friendly with the clientele, but not overly friendly. So and, yes. we have four on duty at a time? Correct. Okay. Uh, might I suggest that you take at least two of those gentlemen and put them on top of the car? Uh, oh, that's what the, the two the two alternating do. You have four on duty. I'm sorry, there's four. So four on duty, four on duty, two on top, and two. So it's six off duty, six on duty, four inside, two on top. Okay. I kind of just minced my words there. Always the same two on top? Oh, we could alternate, but they well, got I think good we eyes. should alternate. That's not very fair. So you try to tell me how to do my job. Um, I have some experience with this, yes, sir. All right. So prove yourself and then we'll talk. All right. What do I need to do? Punch him in the face? <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to take a siesta. Go, do your duties. All right, so we've got our duties set. Yeah, he should, they, he, it's more, you know, intense than I showed you. But you walk up and down, answer any questions if you can. If not, find, a, I don't know what they're called, the guys that walk up and down checking tickets and stuff. Is that also a conductor? Porter also. Porter, yeah, find a porter. Porter carries your luggage. Uh, yeah. Well, there's multiple. There's people that are cooking, there's people that are making drinks, there's people that are serving. Right. So there's constant flow of employees. You'd say there's probably 20 on the train if you count every cook and busboy, blah, 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 blah. Right. All right. So just walk train back Train takes off, the other car is hooked up, train takes off, you guys are traveling for a few days, you're making your water stops. Um, what my chief concern is, is that we have a vantage point where we can see somebody coming on horseback, um, long before they get to us. Correct. So I might um, occasionally go up to the top of the train and walk, uh, all, right. back all the could, way across. You could do that, go up there and walk on top and you have to either climb down step across climb back up yeah. or you can jump but it's a little risky jumping yeah no i'll 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 be safe um but my god 30 mile an hour winds up here on the top of the train <laughs> now who of the group would be more, a little more social with the passengers i was gonna be more sociable with the rest of the crew but okay no i'm that's why i'm trying to find out who's doing what Roland's probably organizing gambling events. I'm, a, I'm actually, my, my intention here is to do a lot of, well, not eavesdropping, but listening into what people say. 
and trying to ascertain who's been the longest working for Biovermillion that's on the train. Make me a... What skill do you want to use for that? I probably notice to identify who it is I want to speak to. Make me a roll, and you're looking for a raise. Okay. Come on, baby. Oh, good start. Well, I've got six, and my other dice is a six, so one explodes. Another six. Nice. Another six. Wow. And a one, so six, 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 one, so three, two, 19. That earns you a bevel, my friend, bringing you up to three. Richard, he rolls a so six, six, six. You know that, and this is over the course of a few days, all of these events. This isn't the first 10 minutes of driving. Miss um, Mabel has been working for Bayou Vermillion for four years now. Mm-hmm. And she is a Creole woman, heavy set, because she makes the best food, and she likes her food. But she's a sweetheart. She, I was going to say you never heard a bad thing come out of her mouth, but when somebody's messing with her food or not getting the pots to her correctly, she is a tyrant but because her food is pure artwork to her and it comes out just as good and because you befriended her a little she sneaks you some hush puppies and one morning she had a nice hot beignet for you oh. <laughs> um i'm liking this now yeah so then there is uh you find out that um Miguel Jorge Sanchez is relatively new, only about six months. All the other guards are actually brand new, which seems a little weird for a uh, high-class train. That's something that raises uh, suspicion, possibly. Um, That's it, really. And some of the porters, they've been working for the company, but they, you know, transfer back and forth. Now, who else is doing some investigating or talking or friendship? Or... I'm definitely keeping my eyes on the Mexicans. All right. Once again, it's just a game. <laughs> but I have been uh, warned, and so I'm keeping my eyes. Certainly been... struck me that we were put in positions of trust without much vetting uh, on a train that. Uh, the 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 uh, steel cargo train that went on behind the normal freight. That's where we're mostly posted. No, in fact, Miguel said nobody is to go near that train. Nobody's that car is off limits, and I assume that it's obvious that that train is not just steel, but ghost steel. It, you think so? You didn't get it's the time suspicion. to invest. Yeah, you you think so, but. You were told not to go up the ladder, not to cross it, not to go to the caboose. It is absolutely off limits. Anyone who violates that will be physically thrown from the train. And the and the railroad folk that are in the caboose, they only switch out when we're at a water stop or in a town? Yeah. And, you know, maybe one might walk up to go talk to the conductor, possibly, you know. You might see a pattern where they get every once in a while, maybe go to eat. And somebody else goes on, but it's but they don't go through that car uh, or over that car, they go on the ground. No, no, the there the kaboosmen are allowed to climb on top, 
I see. Uh, is there any rumor about what's in the special cargo uh, Well, you've heard wagon? Gold. Yeah, the, and when the guys talk at night, they're talking, I bet you when Carlos is around, uh, gold, ghost rock, maybe diamonds. Uh, Holly, I'm not a friendly person. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say for Holly to make a weird science roll. Or Esther, I should say. Nine. Um, why would they be bringing Ghost Rock out west? It should There's be plenty of Ghost Rock out west. That's where Ghost Rock comes from. Yeah. Not making sense. Sorry, Reverend, I interrupted you. Oh, it's all right. I was just going to recommend you call our sister Pickett. <laughs> and uh, to make so something now, cl clear, for, clear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that I'm here, hired here, to protect that car, but I'm not allowed to go onto the car. So because of my code of honor, I'm not going to go onto that car. However, if something funny happens, like somebody disattaches that car, I'm going to make a running leap. Oh, that's absolutely. That to get on a, it. Affect your code of honor. Now you've all become, um, let's say, accustomed to the constant running back and forth and playing of Billy John and Betty Jane, a set of twins that are 11 years old, who their father was just killed in a train accident and the mother had died during birth. So they're being shipped out west to Tombstone to live with their aunt. So they're essentially unattended. Is there any chance, because I was based in Tombstone for quite a while, that I might know who they're going to go and be with? Oh, make a common knowledge roll. You're looking for a success, a minimum of a raise. Uh, no, I only got a five. No? No, nah, so. It's a, it's a big place. There's a lot of people there. Well, you found out their surname is Simmons. Okay. And they're just like, oh, our, our aunt and uncle. Our aunt and uncle. Yeah. And they're like, you know, they're dealing with the death of their father. They never knew their mother. Blonde hair, blue eyed, you know, little malnourished. Not sickly, but, you know, they're enjoying and. You come to find out from uh, the cook, Miss Mabel, that they were given first-class tickets with, and even others staying in the common area. Uh, first-class ride out west to kind of make up for their dad getting uh, run over by a train. Mm. Split in two. I'll, I'll use that she, if I can. I'll, so I'll use that if I can to uh, get a... Two, she, she has the chicken. Just like that. Okay, okay so sorry. Use that if I can to get an idea, to get a word in on something for her and saying, what What are the strange things have you heard about working on the rail? Because that sounds pretty odd to me. Well, oh, Tom, we never got that newspaper article. 
Um, oh, we didn't. Yeah. Um, well, and she go, she drops a tombstone epitaph down, and its front cover talks about how there was three or four towns up and down the U.S.-Mexican border that were completely, completely emptied of the people when trappers or trailers or, or travel salesmen went into the town. Uh, she goes, here, take it, read it. So I'm assuming you're going to share it with the group so you guys could look at it as a whole. And the article yeah. goes into detail about how, and we will have it next week for you in visual form because it will still lay precedent even into next week's campaign, how towns, people in the towns have disappeared. Um, if you call disappearing piles of viscera and blood scattered around the town, but no people. All their possessions were left untouched. Pots of coffee percolating, bowls of stew over the fire, fresh bread burned in the oven. Once fresh bread burned in the oven, but the people are up and gone, and it's up all across the, the U.S.-Mexican border. Uh, who's the now, reporter who's written the story? Uh, Lacey O'Malley. All right, so it's, it's a trustworthy source then. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now... Go ahead and make some smart rolls, everybody. Seven. Four. Seven. Six. I rolled a kitten, sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, the four explodes. Yep. And another four. Nice. And another four. This is when these are fun. And then a one. So 13. i give you another chip, but you're sitting on two, three, four, five, six, seven chips already, and it's getting close. So. Um, I thought I only had six, but it's fair. It's still a lot. You surmise easily that if it was Mexican banditos, they wouldn't have left all their worldly possessions in their home. Money was there. Guns, blankets, yeah. everything. You know, the emperor was... needs things to wage war. He's not just shredding people for sport. It, it probably should I do an occult role to follow? Yeah, you could do that. It seems as though there's something uh, less than natural involved. Varmint, move it, varmint. <laughs> Oh, that's just a seven. There's any number of creatures from lycanthropes to vampires to things that go bump in the night, you know? It can yeah. be one of umpteen different creatures. But the overall feeling is that it is something perhaps less than a human army. The only other thing you could think of, and it, it's really out of character and out of range, would be the Kaio Confederation, but they would take slaves as opposed to just butchering. No. And even then, you know, that's policy even for them. Understood. 
so what else would you guys like to do? Now the train, it's been a few days and you're about a day away from Houston. Um, the curiosity monkey is on Esther's back. So she's All going right. to try to sneak and go have a look at the last compartment. So I am going to need you to make a stealth roll. Yes. Even waiting for people to leave and everything, it's still. Of course. Yes, explosions. Nice. Yes. Oh, that's why I love exploding dice. <laughs> 12. I, so nobody's around. Do you want to climb up it or, and by the way, as soon as you get to it, you know that it is a ghost steel car. Mm -hmm. I thought as much. Um, <laughs> a pretty penny. Mm-hmm. It's $8,000 for a normal car. Probably couldn't get inside of it. I'm assuming there's like locked or something like that. Um, yeah. mm, yeah, I'll climb on top. All right. So you get on top and you feel you're safe for now. If you want to continue, we might need another roll, but give me a hard, which would be a minus four notice check. Notice. Okay. What are the chances that I'm also up on top of the cars farther up and I see? I'm gonna spend a penny. Okay. Uh, why not? Let's say you guys worked uh, it out when you two had the shift on top. Failure. Oh well, no, I was. I I don't know that she's doing this. I'm just. Well, like it's a. Yeah, because of the minus oh minus four. Yeah, it's like nothing at that point. It was it was a four, so it's nothing. The train's moving, and you have that chugging sound, and the whistle blows once in a while, and the on the train tracks, so you don't hear anything, or mm. see anything, or mm -hmm, smell mm -hmm. anything. Um, if I see her, what I will do is come to the edge of... Make a notice check. Okay. Because she's stealth. Five. Is that not enough to see? Yeah. I, I, you, you look... Esther, you see Willard on top, two cars, three cars down. Oh, you, she waved at me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm coming to the edge of the train before the car. So we're right, what, right. six feet apart. Yeah. Uh, Miss Piggy, what apart. are you doing? This thing is made of ghost rock. Do you know how expensive ghost that would be? Steel. Ghost steel. Ghost steel. Do you know how expensive that would have to be? Oh. Whatever's in here, it's not gold. This is worth more than gold. Yup. I would suggest, however, that you come down all right, from all there. Right, right, right. I mean, right. you could get in serious trouble. They threatened I, to throw right. you off the train. You're right, you're right, you're right. I think Roland might have a little bit of trickery up his sleeve that might help us, though, if we really want to get in here. But yeah, probably I'm now not, is not the time. I'm not Make so notice sure. checks, both of you. What's that? Notice. Notice checks. Is it still minus four? Minus two on this one. Uh, got uh, a six on my six-sided dice. Oh, two good. It's is five. Five, I got right? nine total on my six sided. You, you see a hand coming up the bar, the, the from the caboose. Uh, can I just like hop over to the like next part so it looks like I'm? I'll help you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it just looks like I'm patrolling up here. <laughs> That's what I wanted to see. If you guys were quicker, yeah. quicker than yeah, yeah. Just like and whistle. You guys, uh, 
And then we just go walk. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then it's just uh, one of the porters, and he looks at you, and he just climbs down and goes in and walks the rest of the way through the car. <sighs> I had reason to believe that there was something very valuable in there earlier, because I uh, managed to get one of the lieutenants quite drunk. And uh, yeah, whatever that is, I ain't gold. He seemed to be quite concerned for the Mexicans, uh, Emperor. Uh, What's his name? Member Maximilian. Maximilian. But Emperor he was Maximilian. concerned about the true Mexicans who are doing the revolt against Maximilian, going across and raiding to get gold and weapons to fight Maximilian. Yeah. But Maximilian forces a rumor to be amassing along the southern or their northern borders below Texas. So I think that but, we are quite unable to get into that car. But uh, I, I think we might be able to manage something. I just don't think now is the time. If the time was right, Willard, I think we could manage it. I was going to tell you, too, that I'm not so sure about Mr. Uh, Mr. Caston, Castanegra or Caston. Sanchez. Miguel's, no, no, Miguel? no. Oh. No, no. Castain. Mr. Castain. I think he's got a little bit of the magic money? going on there. No. Oh. No, I think he might have come by that money by using a little bit mm. of his trickery. No such thing as magic, Willard. Well, you saw him cut that that rabbit in half. There's there's a, a lot of devices that I can make that do the same thing. They science behind everything. Science explains everything. All right. Well, I'm still not so sure about him. I think the only one you can absolutely trust is the preacher because he's a man of God. Uh, but uh, he did ha he did have that spectacular display. I think that, that you impressive. should. I think that we should maybe leave well enough alone. Because even if you found out that it was something astronomically valuable, we're not thieves, so. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't necessarily want to take what's in there. I want to know what's in there. Ah, uh, you've got the curiosity bug. I do have got. the curiosity bug. Yeah. So uh, let's leave it for I've now. Got... Let's leave it for now. Yeah. Well, uh yeah, let's but let's keep I think that if it's something that valuable. Do you know what's odd though is that we know that it's supposed to be gold, right? Yeah, and I got not, that out of gold. I got it's that out of the lieutenant rather easily. Yeah, and if they're volunteering yeah. that information awful fast to strangers, it's almost it's like they want somebody to attack. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, now, as you look up towards the front of the train, you see Houston looming in the distance. I think. Now, when you guys pull into town, it is a short stay and then the train gets a moving again right the 20 minutes or so yeah okay well let's get ready for the stop i'm sure they're gonna want to help with people getting off the train and such yeah now uh reverend are you doing anything particular uh you know i i am shy about individuals i only preach to crowds as a rule uh but given that we're on this uh, train full of a surprising number of wealthy folks headed west into the madness, 
out there, I am going to be keeping an eye out for not regular human sin, but, you know, the kind of dark doings that need it to be addressed by, yeah. uh, yeah, by a lonesome yeah. man of the spirit. Got it. Now, Roland, uh, you happen to be in the kitchen with uh, Miss Mabel again at some point, mm -hmm. and you hear her talking with um, one of the, you know, because in the West, when you're 13, you're pretty much a man. So one of the bellhops, little cute looking African-American kid, uh, and she's telling him, giving him some change, and she goes, you know the spot. Go run out and get me some of that delicious nectar. Hmm. You over here? You can enter, you know, question if you want or whatever. I'll kind of uh, friendly go over and. Uh, oh, you got something? Uh, got something special? You're planning on cooking? No, no, no. This one stop over here. Rumor has it they got some uh, pappy sun mist. It's so good it'll knock your tits off. I love it. It's golden. It's a kind of citrusy flavor. I, I'm kind of worried that the amount of people that are having this is just going to be just bits of body just littered behind them. <laughs> oh, it's just that good old advertising. Hmm. I love me some pappies. Nice, some good stuff. You want a can? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll quite happily chip in if you can get some more. Yeah, yeah. This one's on me. Don't worry about it. Sure. She's taking a very good liking to you. Oh. Oh, thank you very much. You guys pull into uh, to Houston. There is some shift change. Two new guards come on board. Two don't leave. So there's two more guards on that come on. Uh, Miguel introduces them to you. Um, it's quite obvious they are also Mexican. Uh, could mean something, could not, you know, there's a lot of natives, there's Mexicans, there's French, you know, it's a melting pot. So just going off of what Lillard had said, it might raise a eyebrow or two, or it might not, it's up to you. Everything goes smooth. The guy comes back, hands you a can and sure enough, it's happy sun mist. So good. It'll knock your tits off right on the, right on the label. Matt gets his drink. Uh, now you guys have a few more days of travel. Who, if anyone, does, it, does anyone talk with Billy and Betty? The children? Not me. Right. I probably would have done, because say they're going to my, well, not hometown, but at least my new home. Mm -hmm. So yeah, kind of maybe give them give them a bit of a lowdown of places to go places to avoid like you don't you definitely don't want to go to, uh down into the mines that's just not safe for young kids even though it's not nice and exciting to go and play around there it's just too dangerous so you don't want to get cave-ins or anything like that but su suggest fun places to go places to uh places to visit uh, you probably want to wait a few years before you go to the birdcage uh stay away from those clay uh clanton brothers yeah. You saw the message?
Uh, I see it. I don't dead. quite get it. Who who talks to you? Oh, right. That's what she's saying. You hear it. Um, Reverend, you're walking down the train and you see Roland and he's talking with three little kids. Mm. Uh, I recognize the orphans. Uh, who's the other one? You take a few more steps towards them to introduce yourself, and it's just the two twins. Oh, that's mighty unnatural. Uh, should I roll a cult before I try to catch Castain's eye? Um, you can. I have a nose for these things. Yeah, it's not that good a nose. All right. Oh, you know, I've got a million bennies. Let's do that again. Yeah, good. And again. All right. Satisfied with a five. There we go. Now we're talking. We've got an eight to three roll. Uh, ten. And not only do you uh, know, but you, you know, what you surmise is that because you are blessed and because Roland is a huckster, some hucksters have special friends that help grant them powers. Some are more powerful than others. Some are, some hucksters are even more special than others. And you think you caught a glimpse of the hunting grounds for that split second. So it's, not as bad as a demon, but it is unholy. Yeah, but just like a gun, what a man does with the gun, the gun isn't inherently evil, it's the man. So take yeah. it for what you will. But you just saw a glimpse into something you probably weren't meant to see. Yeah, uh, some, something for a late night talk over a whiskey. Yep, but you did not get any inherent evil from Roland whatsoever. All right. So he's got a passenger, but it's not a shivery one. Mm. Understood. And it didn't look like anybody else saw her either. And it was a child. Of course, I saw the shared image. It looked image like earlier. a child about 12 years old, maybe. Let's hope she had her back to me. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like the yeah. two kids rolling, and then so you kind of caught a little. Yeah. When I catch up to them uh, again, I don't uh, make friends easy. But uh, to the to the Simmons kids, I will just say, you know, um, uh, the good shepherd keeps an extra eye out on uh, them that ain't got no folks. I hope your aunt's a, a strong lady and I hope you'll uh, treat her right when you get to your new home. Thank you, uh, Reverend. Yeah, thank you, Reverend. So unless anybody wants to do anything in particular, we'll continue with the train ride. Uh, Miguel comes up to you guys and he's making sure he takes a lot of siestas in that 
room by himself. But um, he he seems to be on point. This guy isn't a slack jaw. You know, he's got intelligent eyes. He seems very capable, very capable. Um, so the train passes. You guys are headed up from Houston to San Antonio. And you're about a day away. A couple of days have passed. Anything else that you guys want to investigate, look at? I'm going to approach Roland about that extra car in the back. You know, Roland, I, 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 could, I couldn't resist going and, and um, checking out that car there in the, in the back. And uh, that, that car ain't carrying any gold. That thing is made of ghost steel. And you and I both know whatever, th that's worth more than gold itself. So uh -huh. I'm mighty curious to know what is in there. Willard's not on board. He says it's not our business, but mm. I had a feeling you might be as curious as I am perhaps, or nearly anyway. Especially now you mentioned that and uh, I'll pull out my, uh, my weapon, which is also uh, oh. ghost steel well-made weapon yeah i'd like to know a little bit more about the uh the man who lost it in a poker game to me but mm. i know how much this or at least i can estimate how much this is worth versus a regular counterpart and given that a train carriage is already worth eight thousand dollars normally that's astronomical amount exactly. of money exactly it's not gold whatever is in there so no it you wanted to speculate, it would probably be upwards of $30,000 or more for that train car, depending on how thick it is. There you go. I mean, maybe a lot of gold, but uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. No, I, I'm also not too keen on the fact that, as our good friend the Reverend's already put it, that we weren't exactly vetted. This exactly. This whole thing... This whole thing sounds shady. I think that there is a chance I can get get both of us in. All right. Um, it would have to be both because otherwise I could get you in on your own, but then you're stuck in there. Right. No, I'm. I'm. I'd like to know what's in there. So. Um, I don't. I think. I. I think we're going to have to time it correctly. I don't know. Maybe at a stop or something like that when there's a little bit of activity. Sure, because we don't. We don't know of anyone that's come out of that thing, do we? Uh, not that I've observed. Um, right. We should probably maybe take take a day or so to observe it too. See mm -hmm. who goes in and goes out. Yeah. Find find the best kind of timing for when when right, this might happen. Exactly. Exactly. Then, maybe. Yeah. What what if we what well, we got San Antonio's next? What if we take the San Antonio stop to observe it, see what happens when there's the change of hands, and then the stop after San Antonio would make a move. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. And Willard made made your academics role for something you were doing. Correct. You were questioning. I wanted to question any any of the employees that are allowed to go on the other oh, side. Oh, I misunderstood that. Okay, good. I'm glad you explained. Uh, so how do you approach it then? Forget well, that last I, I guess there's a couple of contingencies. Do those employees ever mix with us? Only when they leave the caboose and walk 
up to talk to the train conductor only, grab a plate of food and bring it back or two and bring it back or four. You've seen right. a maximum of four plates. So there's no like way to chit chat with them or, or you eat could dinner stop with them. them and, no, no. Yeah. Are the caboose personnel uh, all security? They are a mix of white and African-American men, fairly sturdy looking individuals. Uh, they wear different uniforms than the rest of the train crew. And uh, they're not overtly friendly. They're not nasty, but they don't, they might nod their head at you or put a hand up as a gesture, but they don't ever stop and okay. say, Hey, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. So they're not, are they also not sitting on top of that car? No, they, you they, can only make an assumption, but you figure from the caboose, there must be windows or something that to see the sides or they can lean out. Yeah, they got that little porch on the back of the caboose and are the windows. So there's security on top of us, it sounds like. Well, do they, they look like security? Well, you haven't seen any of them have sidearms, but uh, do they look like haven't... servants? No, they look like uh, fairly capable men. Are there? Uh, I, I take it there are no windows on the steel car. The ghost Nothing steel whatsoever. Car. It only now from the amount of time you guys have been peeking at it. It only opens on one side, which would be the right side of the train, which would be the boarding and unboarding right. of those locations. It's not a double door. <laughs> it's uh, not a double door. It's uh, one single pullback door, and it has a big bow steel lock on it. Do the four of us ever have dinner together? Yeah. So secretly, and this is, I just mean so that other crew can't hear us, in mm -hmm. conversation over the past couple of weeks, what do you speculate might actually be in that car? An air, uh, what seems to be an airtight, uh, light tight uh, box oh. made out of ghost steel. I do actually have an idea when you say about it being airtight. I hadn't thought about that. I mean, I don't mm. know that it's airtight, but it looks airtight. Mate, I'll make sure there's no one else in earshot around us. You feel secure. Okay. What rumors have you heard about how Biovermillion builds its railways? None at all. Oh, yeah. Which I think we're transporting workforce. Zombies? They work at night. No one ever sees them. But yet, a couple of, un well, at least one undead got. Uh, got its head shot off in New Orleans and that's why I headed to the railhead. 
How do you know about that? Well, I was there when it got shot. I saw it too. I did too. The didn't see any Were y'all staying at that boarding house? Um, uh, I was out in the street. I was just following the uh, following the crowd. I was. I was um, next to the uh, rail. Uh, rail office, the, the rail office, place. standing in the shadows. If I said, did you run off in a particular direction, would that correlate to the man in black that I chased? Oh, no, I did see that. I actually went in the opposite direction of that guy. Ah, uh, right. No, I followed him and lost him. Uh... What does Ghostiel do for emanations of the unholy or damned? Well, if anything, I'll just make it think that if they got riled up in there, that they didn't, well, they didn't break out. Well, I was wondering if I could feel uh, some kind of unnatural essence if that tanker was, in fact, full of at was... souls. You, you went in a completely different direction than I imagined. I was kind of thinking of all these people disappearing. It was some sort of vampire. But now people disappearing are turned, being turned into zombies. Turns out the vampire is capitalism. This again? <laughs> Let's say I got a hobby horse. Uh, Marshall, if I were to go to the last freight car before that and and, and stretch out a, a paw toward that ghost steel wagon, do you think I could sense something about its contents and their relative solidness? Uh, theoretically speaking, if there was something strange in there, you might be able to detect it. I'm afraid we've come across a, 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 a likely circumstance and we've been hired to do something very foul. Um, any any of you folk here to accompany me? Yeah, I'll go. Definitely. Sure. I've also maybe, again, I might be reaching here, but maybe understood, suddenly understood why a whole load of people haven't been vetted and a whole load of... Uh, newbies have been hired who's to say we're not joining the workforce at the end of it when it gets to its destination all right high turnover and lieutenant john was awfully cued about saying come back alive hmm. for the second half your pay the irony so do piece you of shit sorry <laughs> head over to the train Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Head, so head you... back to the last car before the ghost car. Now it's nighttime. It's Jason, about you got really quiet. Hello? Hello? Yeah, there you go. That's okay. better. Um, it's about 2.30 in the morning. You guys head on back there, uh, having to go up and down to avoid Sanchez and stuff like that. What are, how are you going to reach out to the car? Are you going to put your hand? Are you going to do 
your holy symbol? Are you going to use some divine power? Uh, I, su I suspect that the, a holy symbol, is the holy symbol the best way to go? Uh, you think so. Just, just a minute, yes. Reverend, just a minute. Um, I have a question, Jason, before he starts all of this. Yeah. So I have deflection and I see that it, it kind of creates an illusionary effect. Could I cast that around us to, like if anyone were to come snooping, it would like, that not be as obvious selection would be just it makes like a shimmering energy wave around you but it was okay all, it was more your attention than the black there's an all right i got you out. okay i will post myself so that if anybody's coming i can warn us so at the um david would be here the, at the front of the next car or the same car as same car like the opposite okay so you're going to reach out with your holy symbol? Right. I'm going to take the undertaker in my hand and point the, the cross. I will, I will suitably anoint the cross on the gun and, and press it against that car. As you, it's almost as if you break a certain set of inches to it. The gun lights up with your holy, your brimstone. Right? That's your trapping? Yeah. Uh, you see the fires of hell envelop his gun. Something's I... in there. That, um, make a smarts roll, Reverend. I'm not the brightest bulb on this train. I have loaded with pennies though so i'm going to re-roll yeah. that it was just a five and a two it wasn't terrible five is a success that's all you needed actually oh, all you right. don't need to spend that you might not be the brightest bulb on the train but your gun sure as hell is right now and it's sending off a bright light it might be bright enough to alert the caboose that's how bright it got let's turn that off and go yeah, back so you inside dims you go back inside yeah sure enough not 15 seconds later two men with <laughs> gatling rifles appear at the door and what are you doing here uh, you're not, you're you know not, wait wait hold on hold on where'd yeah. they come from they climbed up the from the caboose and coming ran. The caboose crossed over and came down. Yeah. yeah, not from your direction, from the the caboose direction, from the back of the train. And they had light real quick reflexes. I don't think we're hanging around. <laughs> they didn't even climb down the ladder. They jumped onto the platform. Well, all right. you only assume because you hear boom, boom, boom. So and the door fast, flies they open. Yeah. And they have they have Gatling shotguns? Correct. Uh Gatling rifles. Not right. shotguns, like rifles. Okay. So bad enough. <laughs> I have a quick question for the marshal. 
but okay. private. I, uh, what, what are you, drunk on duty? Are you on duty? Between shifts, friend. Uh, how about you? We're never off. And then he, he like, with the butt of the gun, he's like, kind of, now he don't touch you, but he's like, get back inside. Uh, understood, understood. I ain't even drunk yet. Friend. And you know that. Uh, that's good. Um, all right, so uh, he's like shushing you back in. Um, one turns to the other, and in uh, Creole, he says, what do you think they're up to, if anything? Anybody speak Creole? Actually, shit, I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> Did you see what I put? Yeah, I answered. Oh, I answered for the wrong person. I was, I was going to say, I wonder what that was about. <laughs> Technology. Okay. okay. You can't trust Esther. <laughs> Willard's lying to you. Listen, Padre. You want to have words? We can have words. Can anybody speak Creole? No. Nope. <laughs> All right. Or French or. I got some Cajun and I also got an ability regarding languages, but I'm not sure I can use it retroactive. No. But you kind of get the gist of what he was saying. Yeah, one word out of four, and when it's something so simple. Yeah. Yeah. I find in general that smelling a little bit like whiskey makes people not take you serious. Right. The other guy just says in English, nah. Oh, he rolled very poorly. Almost a crit failure. He said, nah, they're fine. Let's go. Get, get, get out of here. And then they uh, climb back up and start walking back to the caboose. Peace be oh, with you, brothers. You hear him yell out very loudly, but it's not going to carry to the front because you're moving. But you hear him say, false alarm, false alarm, stand down, stand down. Well, if in the flame of righteousness weren't proof enough, that reaction shows us these uh, these special Bayou operatives are up now to no hear, damn good. While you're talking, you hear Porter is announcing, pulling into San Antonio, pulling into San Antonio. Anyone getting off at good San Antonio must disembark. If we're going to do anything about this, we can't do it near a population center. If one of those things gets out. Right. Make a smart roll, everyone. I say next time we're on on the road, we unhitch that caboose. Maybe with Nine. some fire attached. Nine. Nine. Anybody else? Wait, which what was this? Smarts. Smarts. Oh, uh, seven from me. Oh, smarts. Uh, six. I, oh wait, wait, wait. Oh yes, yeah, six, six one. Seven. Seven. Well, Esther first to think of it. Well, we definitely can't do nothing tonight because they're on a alert now. You saw how fast mm -hmm. that they uh, responded. Mm -hmm. That pops into your head. But no, I, I agree with Roland. If we're going to do something, it can't be near a 
large town, any town. I see in between here and uh, next stop, we somehow managed to unhitch that thing. Sister Pickett, you know anything that can et through ghost steel? Uh, do I, Acid. Marshall? I mean, well, I don't, I don't know that if that mine would. I don't know. No, but yours would eat through the coupling on this part of the. Oh, part. for sure, for sure. We can decouple it ourselves. It's just I don't want to leave a bunch of uh, hungry, soulless, lost critters roaming free. I'm more think- worried about saving the the ones with souls on this part of the train. Yes, sir. And I don't mind if the cargo eats those sons of bitches in the back. Yeah. There's also the uh, the thing to consider. The minute they realize it's gone, they're not just going to keep on going. They're probably just going to stop and go back and try and uh, jury rig something to put it back on. Yeah. They might not realize it's gone for quite Eventually a while. Eventually they will, though. Well, yeah, first good turn, they're going to see it ain't on there. Mm-hmm. But if told. it's properly blazing... Anyone who has science, mechanics, any of that, make a roll? <laughs> nope. Regular science or weird science? Whatever is better. Uh, that is an eight. You know, and you're not an experienced uh, conductor, but you yourself would know that just by pulling away at the speed you're pulling off at, you'll know within seconds you're not pulling the right road. Yeah, the conduct the conductor surely would know. Um, well. What is the nature of these? I'm not familiar with, overly familiar with zombies. Are they living people under control or are they dead things under control? Well, yeah. it's airtight. Oh, it's airtight. You're right. You're right. So, should we, if we want to do something about it, shouldn't we eliminate those foul things? Not how? necessarily unhitch it. I don't know. I don't know how you. I mean, fire would do it if we could get zombie. fire inside. There was fire. Yeah, that's right. There was how do you fire. get fire inside when we can't Orleans. get inside? My uh, my basic understanding of science says that you need air to uh, yes, make fire. Yes, you do. That, that fire, fire take out oxygen. You're right. We'd have well, to eat a hole in it, and then there's air inside there. They ain't breathing it. No, no, still, no, no. We need we need tight. two holes at least. That's how a stove works. Right. And then one out. I can I could put holes. Well, no, no, I don't know how you put holes in ghost steel. Ghost steel. Hmm. With difficulty. Yes. Yeah. It was a, a mighty conundrum. Um, bah, 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 bah. I'm trying to. You guys would continue to talk about what it would take to put a hole in there, and it would be like artillery fire, cannon fire, uh, magic that would have very high armor piercing and then probably multiple shots of it multiple shots and i'm not so we'd be drawing somebody's attention at that point now in between talking and conversing and figuring and plotting and planning the train takes off again leave san antone no wait yeah leave San san antone now you're in for a long stretch you're in texas and you're going next El Paso. El Paso. That's a huge goddamn it's a state. Very long drive. Yeah. We should give this state back to Mexico if you ask me, and maybe Maximilian back down. Now, there is only 
20 minute water stops from here to El Paso and there'll probably be like two or three of them. And then that's it. And now the train picks up speed and Holly gets the, uh, Holly, Esther gets the distinct smell of ghost rock burning. So you assume they went off of coal and started shoveling go, uh, ghost rock water in to pick up speed to get across the open plains of Texas. Well, damn, they're burning ghost rock to get us across there. Went up from about 30 miles an hour to about 60, 65 miles an hour. Gee, host fat. Well, then we don't have to worry about people on horseback catching up to us. This might give us a cover, though, if it's they're going to be burning longer. What if we, we can't just decouple it? But what if we derail it? Because they haven't got the they wouldn't have the equipment out in the middle of nowhere to uh, to write it again. Well, and that's I was thinking, uh, especially if we were on a, a rise or a butte and it could fall enough to break open, mm -hmm. uh, then we wouldn't a have bridge. to blast it. A bridge, mm -hmm. if there is one. So if we were to create an explosion underneath one side of the car, uh, one side of the carriage, enough that when it's at the right time that it could blast it off and topple it over, the same time we then blow the coupling to this part of the carriage so that we don't get taken along with it, it's just that and whatever be and whatever behind it that goes off. But we need to know where and when to hit it. Also, I'm wondering if ghost. Uh, ghost coal. The fire of a ghost coal would eat through the steel. After oh. all, what Esther can answer that. And yes, ghost rock can burn up to two thousand degrees or hotter. I mean, something has to be able to melt ghost steel in order to make it into something. Yeah, it has to be fashioned somehow. Now. Over the next few days, this conversation of planning is going on. You notice two more conveniently Mexican guards were picked up at uh, at uh, San Antonio, by the way. Coincidence. You know, mm. you're right next to Mexico. Things going, you guys start to do, make a plan. Uh, yeah, we should consult maybe a map or something see if at any point we're going over body of water that's what i was waiting for when you guys if you do a little cajoling and talking and discussing right about a couple hours no no i'm sorry a couple days like two days outside of el paso right by the white sands plains which is oddly named because everything is orange rock so it's kind of confusing kind of like what you see. Um, there is a big trestle bridge coming up. And that is when Miguel also talked about having to be on extra cautious duty at um, this time. Well, there it is. But the four of us against a bunch of guards and trying to derail it, that's a tall order. So you guys devise your plan over the next few days, and the, you know the bridge will be coming up. And the first so, thing we did need to do is arrange for our shifts to come around at the same time. 
so we have as few other security folk as possible. Right, right. And the second thing is you smart folks need to figure out uh, what to make some explodium out of. Oh, I can put together something to make some explosions if you need that. Yeah, I can also add to that if needed. It's just got to be time just right. As uh, Brother Castain said, if we're connected, when it goes off the trestle, we all go down. So we need that to eat up faster than whatever blasts the rail under us. What we... Uh... What we need is as we're uh, approaching the, the the trestle, we need to sever that car. Um, the separation will happen slowly. We'll go ahead of it across the trestle and then blow it up. Hmm. There you go. I mean, yeah, that works. De decouple it and then leave a hole mm -hmm. behind us. It goes into the hole. Job done. Right. I've got, I've got a little reserve of ghost rock, because it keeps keeps this going, and it keeps the gun going. We could probably make a pretty potent explosive. All right. Failing failing that, I can light it up if need be. Yeah, I, we can decouple the thing by hand if we're, uh, you know, at any moment the train slows down enough to pull a couple pegs. We can blame it all on the Mexicans. Just one point of interest, since you guys have been working in, around the train for a few weeks now, it's not like the movies. Those things are attached. It's not just lifting something up. When they're not moving and you hit it with like a sledgehammer or have the proper tool, it takes the strength of a good man or two to pull it up. Not man or two, but a man or two. Right. And, um, Definitely, with the force of the cars pulling on it, you're not getting that thing apart with all four of you pulling and a ghost rock charge. The ghost rock charge might blow it up and maybe decouple it, but you're not pulling that thing out anytime soon. Well, we're going to melt decoupling. Right, right, right. But I'm saying don't... Just I was saying, I thought we were in the movies for some reason. Oh. <laughs> we are, we are, but... That's something that's even written in somewhere I was reading. Not as easy as pulling a pin, folks, mm -hmm. you know. Well, there's pressure on both sides. Yeah, that's, that's actually Actually, I think that there's a, a an iron rod going up and down the side of the car, and if you turn it, it uncouples the... But that could be locked down. So... Come up with a plan because tomorrow night mm -hmm. you're going to be hitting that trestle bridge. So, are we still committed to melting away the coupling, waiting Melt for the, the detachment? And then the... once there's, a, yeah, right, right. Once there's fifty or sixty feet between us, mm -hmm. then you blow up the bridge, and or you blow up just the track there, and the thing goes. Over. No, I, I don't. I'm. I'm not a very athletic person, so you you don't want me being the one to throw it. But. Well, I'm I'm pretty athletic, actually. Sister Sister Pickett, uh, that uh, melt and goop you got there. If you were to 
pour that like syrup back and forth over the coupling and the tracks, would that melt the coupling and also weaken the tracks over a, a little span so that if most of it was hitting the coupling, it went first. Right. I, because I don't know that we have material for two devices. It's, again, I'm not my field. Um, Marshall, what, what are you going to let us get away with with the with the uh, acidic material? You could cast your spell twice on it to okay. concentrate it right onto that spot. Okay. Or you could cast it with a cast it with an effect of armor piercing for four points, I believe. We could check the but sure. for now it's gonna be four points if I'm wrong. Complain <laughs> in the comments to me. And then um, for now for a stick of time, it'll cost you four points. You could do a double chop so it'll be eight points total. Mm -hmm. But one one should do it if you want to put it on and let it start to deteriorate and watch it. And then okay. if you need another shot, do it. But it'll be like AP minus two or minus three. It's just regular steel and it's a magical acid. So, or mm -hmm. it's a scientific acid, I should say. Okay. Well, and Brother Castain, I'm sure, can chop through some things. Well, if it, if everything goes wrong and the uh, the charge doesn't land where it needs to be or the rail doesn't melt in time, I can try something. Yes. Right. Yeah. I figured we need to have some kind of backup rolling. So whatever you need to do on your end, probably mm -hmm. be a good idea. All right. What do I need to do to build this explosive? Because I know that's not just a hand waving kind of thing. Okay. Did you? What are your so I have weird science, I have science, and I also have the MacGyver skill if we need to put that into use. Oh yeah, with the MacGyver skill and your weird science, make a weird science roll. Okay. All right, uh, Willard, I'm gonna need that hat. Uh, Reverend, I'm gonna need a piece of your glasses. Someone get me an eraser and a pen and watch, I'm gonna put this together and we're gonna make ourselves a bomb. Well, what's a pen? Uh, a writing implement. Fountain pen. Mm -hmm. Fountain pen, yeah. Seven. There you go, one of them. So you, with a, a Pappy's Moon Mist can and a <laughs> good amount of your powdered expensive ghost rock, yes. some kerosene, <laughs> uh, dynamite fuse, and all the other do do that you collect from uh, the montage of all four of you running <laughs> up and down the train, picking <laughs> little things. Picking the feather out of a woman's hat and this, that, yep, and the exactly. <laughs> you have it ready, you have it set, and you feel it would be confident to light the fuse. It would be a two minute fuse or whatever you choose it to be. Right, right. And uh, um, things are on. So fast forward till tomorrow night, unless you don't want to do anything. We should Everybody probably keep watch over over the night if we can subtly. We've got this all timed out, so right. As You're we all... uh, as we're coming near the end, I'm gonna cash in my card, so okay. any, um, every player who has power points can get two d six. Oh, additional! You're right. You're right. I um, we're going to from here out. It's going to be just kind of monologue, sort of. Okay. All right, so you're coming 
up to the bridge. You've, everyone's in position. The bridge looks like this. Mm -hmm. so it won't in a minute. I'm sorry? It won't look like that in a minute. Oh, and it's about four minutes away from you guys having to do that. Esther's on the fuse. Where are you, rest of you located? Pass within, the charges to Willard now. Yeah. Within line of sight, but behind them. All right. Uh, I, I'm going to take the uh, the top of the last cargo before the ghost wagon uh, so I can fire if we have any interruption. All right. And Willard? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with Esther. All right, um, so you two are there. The I'm, I'm, sorry, no. I'm 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 throwing the charge that will destroy the bridge. Okay, so you get the charge ready, right. Reverend. You step, you open the door in between the chains, and you put your first hand up on the thing, and all of a sudden you hear a god awful explosion and rumble. And next thing you know, you feel ass over feet and the train is spiraling off. The bridge is blown and the train Holy is spiraling hell. down. You make a strength check, Reverend, or athletics, whichever is better. Uh, strength or agility, you mean? Uh, strength or athletics, whichever is higher. Oh, athletic theory, yes, I see it. Okay, got a six. Got a six. Nice. Got a three. Fifteen. You hold on and you're like Superman flying with the strain. The thing's spiraling off the bridge. Timber is cracking. The train hits the ground. All of you smash, tumble, fall, hit your head, bloody noses, in and out of consciousness. Sound is whoop, 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 whoop. And then it could be a minute, it could be 20 minutes that pass. You're not really sure. And you hear a god-awful explosion. Instant smell of cordite and, and ghost rock burns through the air. And you hear screams, screams and, and Spanish, uh, the Spanish language and curses. And you start to shake and come to. And you eyes open and you look up and you see this. And this is where we'll leave it till next time. Oh, crap. <laughs> Our players included Holly Buto, Matthew Sanderson, David Gassaway, Stuart Lightley. Oh, he wasn't here tonight. Let's do that again. Our players included Holly Buto, Matthew Sanderson, David Gassaway, and myself with Jason Melnichok as the keeper of the secrets. We have a discount. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We currently are producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account 
Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the strange, uh, dark uh, west. Uh, and uh, until next time, good luck and good gaming.